What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and this is now episode 168. In this episode, we are going to talk about Giannis possibly being the best buck ever, if LeBron's L.A. tenure has been a flop, the Sixers' issues, and Mitchell leaving Utah. We'll also have on draft expert Raphael Barlow on to preview the national championship and give us his thoughts on the top prospects. A quick Patreon shout-out to Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Boog, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Rico, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark SP4Z shot, Jordan Watt, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Peter, Daniel, Ben, William, Ruthless Rootster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, SA Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy Dom, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T. Grove, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Travis Ball, Aaron Moran, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, George, Akari, Mateen, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Let's get into it. I also cannot forget about Danko and Matthew Jimenez, YouTube members. I'm going to start saying them first so Jay Aqua goes last as always. Okay. I'm not cool with that, but whatever. You don't want Jay Aqua to go last? Uh, No. Did you see that we're voting on the uh, Discord MVP? I I never understood what that was. I voted on it. I didn't vote. I voted for Dylan. Whoever wins the MVP in a Discord server gets a free hoodie. Really? So Serge is going to win unanimously. Now you is it unanimous? Now you damn near up about six seven. No, it's unanimous means that yeah, he gets all he got all the votes. I get it, but he damn near it looked like he damn near going unanimously destroy everybody. If we didn't, bro. If we didn't vote for Serge, he was gonna have a stroke. I didn't vote for Serge. I know you didn't. I was I, shocked. I, I did it on purpose. Who did you vote for? <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. I voted for Dylan. I honestly only voted for Dylan because he was the only one with one. So I just felt like I needed to be like the odd guy out. So I gave him two. That was votes. sweet of you. Yeah, Hakari's so, been Serge has been pissing me off as of late. Has so, he been? Yeah, I mean, that's so, just his role. Yeah, so I, I didn't vote for him. you. Voted for Serge? I voted for Serge. Yeah, <laughs> I, voted, I think I, I think he's the MVP. You guys are suckers, man. I mean, you, you want to know why I think he's the MVP? I'm not. I'm not saying that every most people are active. Like Novel's active. Hakari, Jake, Rico, Dylan, Epic. They're all super active. There's no doubt about it. But also Monster. But I know that. It doesn't matter <laughs> any time of the day, 24-7, if I at Surge and he I say answer. something, he's going to answer like two, two seconds later. Now, he is the MVP, for sure. So that's why I have he's to He's been trolling me for like and two he, weeks. And he, he does the Madden League. He's a commissioner for the Madden League, and he keeps that. Oh, so that's check. really but why I, you But are, I heard he does a bad job. Of being commissioner? He heard. takes it too seriously. I feel like people that take things too seriously... Do bad jobs and things. So that's really why you have him MVP because he's the Madden. He takes care of No, that's not why. I just you know what the <laughs> real reason why is because he's been he's been a pick up side fan for so long, Mm-mm. and I feel like he, especially since he's in high school, yeah. he won't be able to buy a hoodie. So I think this is the first <laughs> opportunity for him to get a pick a side hoodie. 
Okay. So that's why he doesn't have one yet. For, no, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does not have. I'm one. shocked. Yeah, he told me. He told me he know more about pick a side than half his schoolwork. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he keeps up with every single yeah, thing. Surge is crazy, but nah, I'm not voting for him. I'll vote for him next time. Okay. I just finished watching this anime called Ranking of Kings, and I saw that. the character in it, his name is Boji, one of the most sweet characters i've ever seen in anime is that who you put on your story that you were like this is my new favorite anime yeah. character he's right. he's so pure in the way that he does things it is influential ranking of kings is a, is a story about this little boy who is trying to be a king he's trying to aspire to be a king he's born into a royal family his dad is a giant but his dad was cursed and the curse was that his son was going to be born weak so he was boji was born weak and he was also born deaf and mute oh damn yeah so and people ridicule him and make fun of him and he overcomes it and goes on like his journey and it's a really great anime it's it's really good okay like it's one of the best that i've i've seen in a while what's it called again ranking of kings okay yeah interesting it's on funimation how many episodes 23 just one season 23 mm -hmm. okay i like that yeah it just came out it's really freaking good i watched i watched i finished watching it like in three days okay yeah how many really how, how long are the episodes or what like, like 22 23 right. minutes yeah. yeah i have like the ad free funimation so it goes by rapidly i know what you're saying like i have no ads tough so yeah i was able to watch a lot of it and really binge it it's it's really great and Attack on Titan, the last episode of the series comes out today. Really? I yeah. have this um, tendency to when I'm watching a show, if a part gets boring, I skip throughout the part, like that whole scene. And I, I do that a lot in shows. So realistically, if it's a 50-minute show, I'm only watching like 20, 25 minutes. It's pretty it. weird, bro. I'm not going to lie No, it you. is extreme. That's why I can't watch shows because I really can't. Like if a part is like... If like boring. I get into my like, vibe where I don't want to hear this shit. I don't want to hear <laughs> them talk or I don't uh -huh. want to see this weird... Kissy, I just skip well, most of that part. is start part of the plot. It I know that's what that's what that's why I just stopped watching. So you'd be mad confused at at some point. I do, in fact, to be extremely <laughs> confused when I get to a point like because uh, I started. I tried to watch uh, get back into Snowfall, and I was just like, "Nah, this part is boring as shit. I got to skip this part." And I'm trying to not do it. Okay, but I just keep doing this. I don't. I don't even watch shows anymore. I think that's a problem, bro. Your your attention span is fucked. It is mentally destroyed. It is honestly, and I'm trying to get it back, but. I can't. That phone of yours, man. Throw it in the trash. It's not my phone. Even you think it's my phone? Technology, man. What are you talking it's about? It's frying your brain up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to watch. Do you shows. spend a lot of time on TikTok? You know I don't. You don't. You, you know spend I a lot of time. But just watch the videos. Here. I know you don't make them, but like, if it. I were to ask you to pull up like your your screen time, over under ten hours. Over under, it would be under an hour. If you want to no, know, no, no, no. If you that's wanna, a lie. No, I swear to God, you want to know what's my like most screen time? It's YouTube. Okay, that's what I'm saying. No, your you can phone. see your screen oh, time. Oh, my phone. Yeah, weekly oh, screen oh, time. I'm sorry. I thought he meant TikTok. I apologize. Your weekly screen time. Oh, like 16, 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, my daily average is not something I'm proud of either, bro. Mine's like 11. I can look at it right now. Yeah. Let me see. 11's a lot. Where? How do I do it? You, look, you go into settings. This past week, I was at like 10. Yeah. Go to that's settings. pretty good. Go to settings. You scroll down. It's under focus. It should say screen time. Oh, mine's actually not that bad. Five hours and 13 minutes. That's all day. That's yeah. your screen time? Yeah. That's fantastic. That's actually 40, not bad. 49% down from last week, though. Mm, you nice. might be in the 1% of people that have it that low. That's a low number. Really? Yeah, that's a low yeah, number for the gen this generation. Uh, yeah. It's only today. It's only oh, yeah, it is only today. today. Yeah. Damn. Today you've been on your phone for five hours already. All right, I'm sorry. Holy <laughs> shit! What the hell? So yeah, that was a day. I mean, mine's pretty bad then. 
saying I was on the phone for 11 hours today. Damn. I don't think that's true, honestly. That's horrible. Well, I, the week I, just I was on Roku for seven hours, okay. which is my TV, which is yeah. stupid. Yeah, so that shouldn't even count. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I found out my weekly average. It's like 121 hours a week. Okay, I'll do Divide that. Divide that by seven. Okay. 121 divided by seven. <laughs> so I was right. I'm yeah, you were. You so were. You averaged 17 hours. Oh, damn, your eyes are cooked. Yeah. I'll Not be, only your eyes, bro. That brain of yours is. You know, a lot of it is in Discord. I really be in Discord a lot. So I mean, listen, that's a good thing. Yeah, Discord and YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Just okay. like random. Just that's like, probably why. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my lifestyle to make it to where I'm only on the phone for a little bit. I'm trying, man. It's hard, bro. I'd be bored. The game got boring, so games out. TV gets boring for me. You got to do deep work. That's what it's all about. What's that? You got to just distract yourself from your phone by doing things that are, well, consume your time like work. Yeah. I try to read a book. Like reading books I helps. Can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't sit there. Mm-mm. I sit there. I open a book. I get to that. I don't read either, man. It's, yeah, not, nah. it's not intriguing to me either. Uh, yeah. The only thing I'm reading is notes for school. That's the only thing because I'm forced to. Or mm. audiobooks. You can use Audio. that. You can do Audio that. Audiobooks does sound like I actually, good. I listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Really? The audiobook version. You know what? I'm going to try that next. Audiobooks. I think that's the next go-to move. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we have a packed show today. We have a lot of topics here that I know are going to get heated and there's going to be some debates in here. And also we're going to have Raphael on the show who's an NBA draft expert. He works for NBA Big Board. Nice. So we're going to have a big time guest on. First topic, Giannis recently passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in Milwaukee Bucks history. Giannis now reigns supreme at number one. Is he already the best Milwaukee Buck ever? Just won a championship, two-time MVP. Riv, the floor is yours. As somebody who has said Giannis is not an elite offensive player, oh. he's this and he's that. Wow, oh. setting me up. Pretty. I tell you what, I like that. I like that. You call out takes, so bang, setting right back at up. you. You set me up to the Bucks fan to free. That's crazy. I like that. Um, no, I think it's too early. I think... You know, what what Giannis is doing, he's probably having one of the greatest, if not the greatest, four or five year peak, like four or five year stretch of just great runs. You know, he's what, two time MVP, DPOI championship, all NBA first teams, all defense, all that good stuff. So he's definitely having one of those great stretches. But you look at what Kareem did, you know, averages of 32 points a game, 35 points a game, like, oh. Looking at his numbers, 15 rebounds, 16 rebounds, 17 rebounds. He won an MVP. He won a championship. He didn't make the playoffs a, f- a few times, so that's that's something to be seen. But I think like it's still like for somebody to eclipse one, they'll have to do a lot more. And I don't think Giannis has done a lot, a lot more. I think for Kareem, what he did coming out of college, being the greatest college player in history, and then going right into the NBA and being that dominant from day one, kind of puts him a little bit ahead of Giannis, who had to learn, who had to grow into becoming that player. So I, I think for me, I would still have Kareem a little bit over him. But probably in a year or two, when Giannis you know, gets to the finals this year, possibly wins another MVP, which he will, he'll definitely go over Kareem. Tell you what, Kareem's... Accolades in Milwaukee is impressive. You have in six years, three MVPs, two scoring titles, a rookie of the year, first team all NBA from 71 to 74. In his first year in the league, he was second team all NBA, two time all defense first team, two time all defense second team, two finals appearance, one in his second year where he won finals MVP and the finals, obviously. And his his second year, 
before leaving Milwaukee. He made it to the finals also. He only missed the playoffs one time. One time, and that was his last year in Milwaukee. And that's when he decided that he wanted to request a trade and get out of there. And he spent the rest of his career in L.A. But coming into the league and being this dominant off-rip is something that you can't ignore. He also did four years in college at the University of Southern California, UCLA. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it stands for. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I know he went I to UCLA. He was UCLA, un- brother, man. UCLA. Correct. What does it stand for? Central Los Angeles. Central Los Angeles. Okay, I apologize. But in those three years, he had he's arguably the greatest, if not the greatest, college athlete of all time. For him to translate it immediately into the NBA and over his six years, averaged 30 points, 15 rebounds, four assists. And stock steals and blocks. Shout out to Joel Moran. He had about five of those in his six years at Milwaukee. He was absolutely fantastic. I think that Giannis will easily eclipse him as the greatest Milwaukee Buck, no doubt about it. But I think as of right now, where it stands, I can't put him above him. I'm surprised that you guys are saying that. I think he's already the best Milwaukee Buck of all time. And if you look at Kareem's stats in Milwaukee, you say, wow. He's definitely better than Giannis, and we're talking about being a better player. Okay, he's been he was a better player in his six seasons than Giannis has been in those nine seasons that he's been in Milwaukee. There's no doubt about it. But when you talk about the story of Giannis, how he's constantly gotten better, what he's already accomplished, this is somebody who was scouted all the way from Greece, who nobody thought would become this good. Milwaukee Bucks fans saw Giannis as a rookie continue to ascend, eventually ascend to an all-star in his fourth season and then to a superstar in his fifth season. There's something to be said about a fan base watching a player grow into an exceptional player. Kareem was already that off-rip. They watched Giannis grow. It's Giannis, I feel like, is ingrained in that city. The fact that he didn't turn he didn't turn down a max extension. He signed the max and didn't demand a trade to a better situation showcases the loyalty to Milwaukee. And you look at the accolades. Yeah. Kareem is a three-time MVP in those six seasons, but Giannis is already the all-time leader in points in blocks and triple doubles, six-time all-star, five-time all NBA going to get another one this season. He's already a finals MVP. He's won a championship, a 50 year drought that Milwaukee had had Kareem in his six seasons, won one championship in Milwaukee. Giannis has won one championship as well. And in like who, seven or eight seasons. You're right. Took, took, him to two, took him to two, though. But who's to say that Giannis can't win this season? It can, it can very well true. happen. It can true. very well happen. I'm with you there. He's a two-time MVP already. Defensive player of the year. The award wasn't given at the time Kareem played. Yep. That's why he probably didn't win it. And Giannis, four-time all-defensive team. The only thing Giannis doesn't have over Kareem at this point is just that one more MVP which considering how the MVP ladder is shaping out right now, he can very well get it after this season. Because Jokic team with the Nuggets, they're a lower seed. They might not give it to him. Joel Embiid, they're slipping. The Sixers are slipping in the in the seedings. The Bucks feel like the team with the best player in Giannis and a record that is respectable enough to give Giannis the award. Because of that, what doesn't Giannis have that Kareem has when it comes to being a Buck? Just being on the Bucks only. I feel like Giannis is already the greatest Milwaukee Buck of all time. And another thing that also helps him is his personality. Every single game, even after he broke Kareem's record, he was still saying dad jokes. He has a book that he brings to every press conference titled Dad Jokes, and he tells a dad joke to the media. 
the way he's loved, the underdog story he has, and he's built it mostly in Milwaukee. To me, I don't think Kareem ever had that type of personality to where he had that type of relationship with the city. I think Giannis has that, and he has the performance, the accolades, and the statistics to back it up on the court. That's why I think he's already the best buck ever. I think. Oh, I'm and sorry. he means not only that, he means more to Bucks fans than Kareem means. And part of that is time, of course. But another like, reason is because yeah, well, like Giannis is doing is now, recent. And now you're saying that exactly recent. It's a little recency bias in this sense where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came to the Milwaukee Bucks in their second year as a franchise ever. So this the is NBA the, also, yeah. I understand yeah. it was just starting out, but I'm saying he was one of the main pieces. You had their, their inaugural season the year after that. That's when they got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He built that foundation for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they hadn't reached that same success since he had left, like you mentioned, a 50-year drought where Giannis had ended that, that drought for them. But it can't be ignored what he did immediately. And I understand what you're saying. He means he means a lot to the city. I'm sure before Giannis Antetokounmpo came to town, all they ever could preach about was how they had the greatest basketball player of all time on their squad. Not every fan saying that, but Milwaukee fans can say that they feel like that because that's how much Kareem Abdul-Jabbar meant to the city of Milwaukee. Let me give you an example. And this might be a little bit far-fetched. It might, be, it might not be a good example, but I think the reasoning here will suffice. Miami Heat. I was just going to say that. LeBron brought the Heat two championships. He was the best player by far, even though Dwayne Wade was still on those teams. I think every Heat fan resonates more with Dwayne Wade and his story more than LeBron and his when he went to Miami. And here's the answer to that. Dwayne Wade was drafted by the Heat. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. But he left. He started his career with Milwaukee. Dwayne Wade left the Heat for one season ago to play for his hometown in Chicago, but he left already past his prime. He was a Heat for life. It feels like Giannis is going to be a buck for life. And you look at these accolades. They're both six-time All-Stars. Granted, Giannis has three more seasons See, on the question, him. The question initially was, who's the best Milwaukee? Is he the best Milwaukee yeah, I think buck it's right too now? Much but this is the thing. Because we all, thing. listen, we all can agree right here at this table. Giannis will be the greatest Milwaukee buck ever, easily. But if we're talking about right now, in a span of six years... He accomplished more than Giannis has in the nine seasons. He hasn't. And he just got started. Well, are we talking about totality or are we talking accolades? Yeah, these are the accolades right here. In the six seasons, Kareem has been with the Bucks. In the nine seasons, Giannis has been with the Bucks. Okay. They are both six-time All-Stars. They are both six-time All-NBA performers. Giannis is going to get his six this season for sure. Okay, yeah, we so we that, know yeah. he's going to be yeah. that. Kareem was a three-time MVP. Giannis was a two-time MVP. Both had a finals MVP. Right. Kareem, four-time defensive team. Giannis, four-time defensive team, going to get his fifth Does this Giannis year. Does Giannis have a scoring title? No. He does not have a scoring title. Gian, uh, he can get it this season, Kareem though, has too. Two. LeBron probably will get it. If, so what we're saying is essentially what Kareem did in the six. Only, what I'm saying is that the only thing Kareem has over Giannis at this point in terms of is sheer the, is accolades the extra, is, the extra, is the extra MVP. It's also and another finals appearance. You can't forget statistical dominance. I understand... Giannis has the totality because he's played more seasons in Milwaukee. But if you're just looking at what Gian, what Kareem did in his six years from 100%. a statistical standpoint, he dominated the league a little bit better than Giannis in his nine seasons. Even his playoff numbers are better than Giannis's as a Milwaukee Bucks. So I, I think agree. looking at that, 
and also what Kareem did in six as opposed to Giannis's nine. Obviously, Giannis has the DPOIs because Kareem. And it took him a little bit to get going. He yeah, was younger. It took, it took, it took time, and I don't I hold think, that I get what you're him. saying, though. Like, the, the D-Wade-LeBron one was a good example because not – it was a good example because of the idea. D-Wade was loved, and he got there drafted. They watched him grow. So I understand from the love aspect why Giannis – people would consider that him the best buck. But I think – There's something to be said about remaining loyal to a city. Yeah, I agree. Kareem didn't do that. Giannis is doing that currently yeah. again, but we're talking about when right he had now. a big opportunity to leave. I agree. A, two two teams like the Golden State, two teams like the Miami Heat that were one piece away. Giannis decided to stay and say, "You know what, Drew Holiday's enough." But does that change from who's better as the one, or does that just show who's more loved? Who's better as a player, or who's the best buck of all time? What's what, those are? Those are, in my opinion, the context of those two questions are very different. Who's the right. best Bucks player of all time? That's the question. Who's the best Buck of all time? Has, Gian, has, Giannis, has Giannis passed Kareem as the best Buck of all time? I think he's passed him. He's would already you, would, the number one leader in points right now. Giannis is number two in a lot of stats, like rebounds. Already, but three years more. Yeah, but than he's what already. Was. You're right, but three years more, but. He was he younger. Didn't, he didn't get the consistent starter minutes until his third, fourth season. And he didn't make that big of an impact until his third, fourth season. We look at these past four years from Giannis. He has won two MVPs. Oh, He's been in undeniable. the MVP race every single season. You can argue last year he should have been, he should have finished top three in the voting had voter fatigue not been a thing. And the playoff failures that were stained were a stain on his career have not been a, been a thing. What Giannis has done, the story of Giannis makes him the best buck of all time coming from all these playoff misfortunes that he suffered to go come back down 0-2 against Brooklyn to come back down 0-2 against Phoenix and drop 50 points in the finals when your leg your knee is inches away from giving out because he hyperextended and he could have had a serious knee injury that all matters in the context of this conversation in year two Kareem won the finals and finals MVP in year You're two. right. <laughs> You're right. Year two is kind of crazy. You're right. Year two. But Kareem, we knew he was that. Facts. Kareem was the best college player to ever play. Lou Alcinder, baby. Yeah, Lou Alcinder. He was he was destined to be the he was, greatest. He was loved in Milwaukee. I I I do firmly believe that. I don't know. There was a shift in when he changed his religion where he felt like very like everyone like I don't want to say He left that. Milwaukee it was because a lot he said going on in his he life. said the Midwest doesn't fit fit his cultural needs. That's Makes exactly sense. what and he, he wanted said. to go back home. I mean, yeah, but no, actually, the Lakers were not his first I'm option saying, to get traded. Was his first option? Um, the Knicks were oh, the first oh, option. Um, I forgot the other team, but the Lakers were his third option. I was I just watched the the documentary the the Kareem Abdul Jabbar one okay. on HBO. Go. That's why I'm wondering. I'm trying, you don't remember the second option? I don't. I know the first one was the Knicks, though. That's crazy. Imagine y'all would have got The Knicks Kareem. were good in the 70s. Imagine y'all sure? would have got Kareem, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all just be folding, bro. We, we could have had Kareem with Walt Frazier. <laughs> and y'all won in the 70s, too. They won in 73. He requested a trade from Milwaukee. Uh, Kareem mm, did. Yeah. And he said that privately requested a trade to the New York Knicks with his second choice being the Washington Bullets. Wow. And it stirred the Los Angeles Lakers. Damn. Washington Bullets. Huh. He never spoke negatively of Milwaukee fans, but he said that being in the Midwest did not fit his cultural needs. Okay. So yeah. that's what he said. Washington Bullets. Interesting. Yeah, adjusting to that cold weather is is a different type of mentality, too. Wasn't the Washington Bullets in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. 
Isn't it the same weather as us? Yeah, but not Milwaukee. That is true. Yeah, it is. It is mm-hmm. ice. No, it's there. different. It's different over there. Um, Giannis over Lou Alcindor. I'm calling him Lou Alcindor. So early. I think Giannis is already the best buck of all time. He's he's number one in like I said points, triple doubles, and blocks. He's going to be number one in rebounds and assists. Eventually. I feel like the media has a lot to play into that too, though. He's going to he's going to finish number one in almost every single oh, no, box category. No. And I'm not I'm talking about like it's gonna be yeah. in, in two seasons next year two seasons. See, but that's what you're saying. If if we're all projecting, of course we're all gonna agree that he's. Gonna but be right the best. now the right only, now right, right now the only thing Kareem has over Giannis is the MVP. That's the only thing he has over him. And how quickly he was able to accomplish everything. I understand that, but different parts in their development. You're also talking about Kareem, who came into the league, went to went to college for four years, and came at 22 years old. Giannis came at the league in 19. And I feel like the story of his. I think Bucks fans call Giannis the best Buck of all time. Now I wouldn't be shocked. Milwaukee won 27 games in their inaugural season. The very next season, they won over 50 with Kareem. Yeah, Kareem his impact is a legend. was immediate. No, I'm saying Kareem was a legend, but I do get it. I, oh, listen, we're talking about the greats. There's no but if we're saying talking, one's we're, bad. But in, this is just the accolades of yeah, the things. I get it. There's no accolade Kareem has over has over Giannis that Giannis isn't going to get or already has. Like it's the it's only the MVP. Oh yeah, I think in about a year or two this conversation would be dead anyways. You know, I think Giannis This will... conversation is is I'll actually be honest about it. This conversation is another Giannis playoff run away this season from being over 100%. already. I'm with you. I, I, oh, I'm I, with you. I 100%. But that's how close it is. It's oh, this close. 100%. That being said, I have no I have no regret putting him already there. No, that's not. I don't. That's fine. That's fine. I, just, with me. I don't know. Like, I just look at what Lou Alcindor <laughs> did in six years. Listen, Kareem's gonna watch this. He's gonna be upset at you, bro. Call him Lou Alcindor. It's not his name anymore, bro. Wasn't that his name in Milwaukee? It was. So I'm calling. Then he Lou changed Al- it. Bro, I'm talking about Milwaukee. Lou Alcindor. What he did in six. It's pretty tough, man. Some legendary stuff of what he did in six oh, years, man. Me? But different era. I think. I feel like media. Like I said before, media has a lot to play in it. And, like, I think different era, different vibe, different energy. So, but for Giannis, him being like that D Wade, that Steph Curry type for his franchise, it does hold some extreme weight, especially because his story is a lot deeper than both of those guys. So, it definitely holds some extreme weight. So, I don't think it's a bad take. I don't think it's, I think it's, it could go, it could go either way. But Giannis will probably shatter it. And like you said, either a playoff run away or next year, it's going to be over soon. He'll be, once his career is over, he'll be the undisputed buck, greatest buck ever. Mm-hmm. So, we stopped the show for a moment because Keese is now on the show with us. You guys may have remembered him from a former episode we had. He was on the show once before. He didn't. He wasn't here for the first topic because right now it's Ramadan, right? And, right. So um, I just had to pray, um, four thirty prayer. So I I had to start late. So we what time? Up. What time is that? Like a set time for everybody that does Ramadan? Um, no, the time changes by the by the sun. So basically, your location is going to determine what time mm-hmm. it is to pray. That makes so. Sense. A lot of people might have prayer at like 4.31. My call is like 4.36. So it's, it's different times, but when you call, you go. Okay, I see. So we're going to start this show with Keys talking about the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> they have been a failure this season. There's no doubt about it. The 11th seed, the Spurs have surpassed them. The rebuilding Spurs have surpassed them. The Lakers probably not going to make the playoffs, right? We can all kind of agree on that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're no, they're not going to make the playoffs. You're going to make the playoffs. How far back are they? They're a game and a half of a playing spot. And LeBron. And, and but they have a hell of a schedule left. Game. Who's on there? The Warriors are on there still, right? They have yeah. one of the toughest schedules yeah, left. Yeah, I know yeah. they still have the Warriors on there. We play the Suns. They're playing Denver right now. 
But AD was doing good when I checked. I mean, it's AD. He just needs to stay healthy. They can kick it off. Yeah, With yeah, that yeah. being they lost said, to the Pelicans. has the LeBron Lakers tenure been a complete flop or a flop in general? <laughs> because I know that one championship, you can't actually say complete, but it has been a flop. I'll start with you, Keese. <laughs> if you think LeBron's tenure in LA has been a flop, I just need you to think back to 2015 Lakers starting five right now. What were they doing? They were doing nothing. There was a point in time once Kobe Bryant went down, the Lakers were irrelevant. They get LeBron James, his first year, he's hurt. Okay. They were on pace to make the playoffs that year until he got hurt. Okay. Second year, he wins a championship. Third year, struggle. Okay. Fourth year, he's having a, a, okay, he's 37 years old. Oh God! Here we go. With Putting this. up thirty-one a night. You have to respect God, it, no matter I, how you look. I already love it. having him on the show. Yo, I no matter how it. you look at it, bro. You might think it's a flop because they're not champions. They've been relevant. Mm. They've won a championship in the past three years. Mm. How can you say that's a flop? You made a move for LeBron to win a championship, and you did that. Mm. You traded for AD to secure that, and you did that. That was their point in trading for AD. Mm, now, I understand we all had this dynastic image of the Lakers. We mm. thought that, you know, a younger guy next to AD could carry the, <laughs> the ropes. But you did what you set out to do, which was win a championship with LeBron and AD. Mm. I don't see that as a failure. I see I see how this table's going to go. <sighs> the, I mean, if you go. the LeBron tenure <laughs> with the Lakers has been a flop. It hasn't been a complete flop. And I will, so, I'll give credit to LeBron in this aspect. Had it not been for LeBron, we're talking about the Lakers the same way we talk about the Knicks currently. Maybe worse. A dysfunctional franchise, maybe even worse. Bottom of the barrel. We're talking about the Lakers as a bottom of the barrel franchise. When they got LeBron in 1819, he played 55 games. Lakers went 37 and 45. You can use all that. He was hurt. He was hurt. Well, that's part of this he discussion. He played how many games, though? In 1920, 55, 55 is still right. missing 20, 23 games. I'm almost sure when he got hurt, they were fourth seed. They, they were. were. But then he came back and said, zero dark 30, I'm going into that mode, and they didn't. Miss, they missed the playoffs. But on to my point. This is what I'm going to say. LeBron's first year, he plays 55 games and missed the playoffs. The second year, he plays 67 games. His healthiest year in L.A., they win the championship. A lot of people attribute that to the shortened season. I mean, to the season being stopped and now... Anthony Davis, who's very injury prone, getting a lot of time to rest. I understand. Those are the haters. I, I'm not going to take away the championship though, Those are the because haters. I feel like it it holds validity. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people's accurate. In the third season with the Lakers, he plays 45 games. The Lakers lose in the first round. Another unhealthy season for LeBron. And this year, he's played 56 games. Isn't probably going to be available for this later stretch to get the Lakers into the playoffs and they're going to miss the playoffs. Okay, but can we so be in Le- Okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. LeBron with the Lakers, three out of the first four, three of the seasons have been failures. First round exit, didn't make the playoffs, and now they're not about to make the playoffs again. And outside of the 1920 season, LeBron has played 156 games out of 246 games the Lakers have had. That's almost 100 missed games in those seasons. It has been a flop. And had it not been for the 1920 bubble championship, we're talking about this LeBron to L.A. move as one of the biggest failures in flops in NBA history. There's no doubt about it. That's how we're talking about this move. 
Okay, before you guys go, before you go, real quick, I'm gonna just ask Joel to add context. Mm -hmm. Because that third year, he lost to the most dominant team in the NBA over the past two years. You mean the Suns? Right. What he said is right. No, I'm what I said to make is sure, completely like, right. What I wanted to make sure. Uh, who did you have favorite in that series? <laughs> we know who I had favorite oh, in that okay. series. I think we all had Everybody the had the Lakers okay. favorite in that series. That's Even true. though the Suns were one. Were the Suns two or one? Were they one? They were two. They were, they were, they were, two, two. They were two. two. And the Lakers were seven, right? Utah yep. was one. Yeah. I I mean, I favored LeBron and AD, but go ahead, guys. I'm going to let you go. Flop. <laughs> That's a tough word. It is an extreme word. It's and, you a know, flop. It's it, what it's, LeBron does too. It's, on the court oh too. it's insane because before LeBron got there, like you said, the Lakers were literally garbage. This guy used to like LeBron. I, know. I can't even believe no, it. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I can't even believe it. <laughs> he really no. used to like LeBron. You can like LeBron, but be. I like LeBron. Yeah. And I'll I, say this. I, I want to hear it. Go ahead, Red. I'm objective about this because had LeBron not gone to the Lakers, I mean, before LeBron got there, they were on a, a, a six season playoff drought. Yeah. Had LeBron not got there, we're viewing the Lakers as one of the worst franchises in the NBA currently. LeBron has helped mask the dysfunction a little bit, but bad roster construction. And it's just the truth about LeBron is that he bullies teams into making bad moves. Lead the GM is a real thing. This roster has gotten worse when they acquired Anthony Davis each season. And now you ended up with Russell Westbrook, and you can't get better from that. So he bullied the GM into making this move, right? To trade for AD, traded Brandon Ingram, traded Kyle Kuzma, traded Alonzo Ball. They won a championship that same year. There are there are eleven teams in the NBA that don't have a championship. Eleven teams. Mm. There's no way that you can look at this time with LeBron in LA and look at it as disappointing. As a is the word I would like to and, use. And you know what? I'll shake your hand because right. it's LeBron James. You have the expectation as the but sky's I don't the even, limit. I don't even blame LeBron for this. I don't blame LeBron. I blame Anthony Davis. And the reason why I blame Anthony Davis is... He's, I can't say that because I'm a stan and everyone's yeah, going to say that I'm so blindsided. The, the reason why I blame Anthony Davis is because he's supposed to be the guy LeBron trusted to take over the keys. I love that you're He was this. supposed to be the guy that's okay... I know for a fact I'm getting older. Nobody can beat Father Time. AD, you come here. We just want a chip. You just had one of your best seasons. You just had one of your greatest playoff runs. You're supposed to take the mantle from me and be the best player on LA. And I'm supposed to be the secondary guy. Injuries have hurt AD. His inconsistent play, him not wanting it hard enough, him not wanting it like a Giannis. He remember we were comparing him to Giannis when he won that ring. He was on that type of level, like he was one of the best players in the league. And I feel like that type of hype, it kind of like got. I wouldn't say got to his he head. Got but he got complacent. He couldn't live he up to it. He didn't play hard. And I, I, I really attribute. He got hurt though. I attribute. Uh, right. He got hurt, but. When he came back, his play wasn't consistent enough. His play, he wasn't the same is that, Anthony is Davis. Is that the injuries or is that his motor? Uh, a little bit of both. But see, but we say that. Fair. I feel like uh, that is fair. more evident this season. Because last season when he came back against the Suns, if he stays healthy, I feel like that series is completely different. They had a whole offseason. No, I'm saying this season, 100%, with what you're saying, is at the forefront at him. But even in the regular season the last desire, year, he wasn't drive. playing that he was all right. No, you're right. Regular season. He was good. But People come were playoff like, time, he was a different beast. Let, let's do a little trivia right. here. Let me break it down this way. And I want you guys to look at the Lakers, not from the aspect of LeBron statistics and his personal achievements. So just because LeBron had a good year doesn't mean the season was a flop. I want you guys to look at the, at the team as a totality and tell me, did the team either succeed or fail? LeBron's first year. They go 37 and 45. Was that a flop or was that not? Fail. Let's be real, though. Going into the... Man, you have to add context to that, when you make these statements. Going into that free agency, 
and he had the teams that he could have chose from. The Lakers weren't even on that list for me of places I wanted him to go that he could succeed. I was looking at the Rockets. I was looking at Philadelphia. That whole, they had no he, cap space. He chose 100%. You're right. He chose the Lakers because he wanted to go to L.A. and he felt like he could build, he could build something there. He wanted that Lakers legacy. I wasn't expecting a championship year one. I was expecting the playoffs. So it's all that to it was say dis- is okay, I'm not it's disappointment. For one, I have a different criteria from you because you've said repeatedly that you think not winning a championship is, is a, a failure. failure. True. I don't feel that way. Well, if LeBron and they won a championship, I don't, the next okay, but th- we're talk, we're doing it by individual years. See, but you're no, talking no, no, about no. his whole tenure I'm, there. No, That's I'm, the question. Okay, year by year let though. me break it down. And this is the thing. With that roster in 18-19, I'm not expecting a championship for LeBron. Just to make the playoffs. But granted, I understand he was he was hurt. But the team 18-19, was it a flop or was it not? It was a flop. You said it was a flop. I He's can't say it was because they were in position to make a run in the playoffs. Ultimately, it didn't happen, though. Okay, but I can't say that season was a flop because as an organization and Lonzo was hurt leader— too, and we forget I'm, how Lonzo's impact I'm, defensively was huge for them. That they had a look, chance to get back, though. You're going to look at that season and say, I have— a good sense of hope going into next year because we were in the fourth seed. Our best player got hurt. We fell out of the playoffs. We keep him healthy. We have a great shot at doing whatever we need to. I don't see it as a flop. LeBron, who hasn't been healthy for most of his tenure with the Lakers. LeBron, who's averaging 31 and age 37 <laughs> right no, now. I, I understand that. But so you don't think year one in LA was a flop? I don't. I can't consider that a flop. Year two, we understand won a championship. Sure. It can't be it's a flop. Success. success. Yeah. Third year, I losing would, losing in the first flop. round of Phoenix that is that a flop? flop. I would consider that year that a year. We all see it's flops. This year flop. is that is this not a flop? Come on, it were the preseason okay. favorites. Talk about it. It were the preseason favorites. So what you're telling me? were in the West. Okay, there you go. It were the preseason favorites. It's a flop. From that breakdown, Riv and I agree. It's seventy five percent flop. You guys think it's 50 50? I'll say 50 50. I think this year is bigger than the first year. You have to put put this year, you have to hold this year more weight to his first year with LA. You have to. Because this year, they had an opportunity to win the championship. Okay, we can always bring that up into any debate with the Lakers and you make it. It's important. I'm just saying, it is. Let me finish my point. (laughs) The topic was was LeBron's tenure in LA a flop? Right. If we go by the definition of tenure, his time in LA. Agreed. Four years with a championship when there's 11 franchises that don't have a single championship, it's impossible to say his tenure was a flop. Two years he might not make the playoffs. One year he won, if, he if, won a chip. If you and really want to go into it that much. The third time he much. made the first round, that's not really a success. Okay, Let's but, look at great teams right now in the NBA that haven't had a championship in these four years. Philadelphia. Boston. Um, your your Warriors, Miami, when was the last time that they won? The Warriors? What, Miami been, didn't win championship. What, what, Miami's what, another team. What, 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 what we're, going, we're, we're going at great teams. What are you doing? My point in is, the in years. these four years, these great teams haven't won a championship. But the Lakers, with this this flop the of Miami a team Heat right now, you want to know this is different. Davis. They're you know still number one, well, number two, number three in the Eastern Conference people, every year. Did, did, when, they were number six last year. When LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh got together, right? Okay, why are we no, going no, I mean, to listen, Miami, listen, just, though? Just answer this question. When LeBron, 2012, when LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh got together and they won two rings, did people not say they still underachieved because they only won two rings in LeBron's tenure there? And that was in four years. And you mean to tell me in L.A. he has one chip, he's about to miss the playoffs again, he missed the playoffs already one time, and he got lost in the first round another. So that's three disappointing years is the one championship. You mean to tell me that's not a failure and so not far? even two and out of those four years two of them 
You're not making the playoffs. One of them, you're losing in the first. You're not even getting deep playoff runs. Year, okay. year one, that roster was not built to compete. I do believe we should have made the playoffs. I don't should at least made the playoffs. Year two, we win the whole you thing. get that year. Year three. Last year was disappointing because we were hurt. And then this year's what? This, this year, year's no, this, atrocious. This is the worst year by yeah, far, in my definitely. opinion. But, this year, but this I can't look at last like, season when, if Anthony Davis is healthy, we could still go and run the whole table. Right they we could can. run the table. The they whole point could. of making that but trade. But it didn't happen. Okay. We all so, but we the can't Lakers blame, because we, we can't blame LeBron for that. I didn't blame. I said no, I didn't blame. I'm just, we're not. Hold on. Let me finish. Jesus. We can't say that we're looking at LeBron's tenure and calling a flop when one, the the big move, you mentioned Led GM and he makes all these moves that ruins team. That move that he made to get Anthony Davis that same year won a championship. That next year with Anthony Davis and him playing, Anthony Davis drops two 30 balls back-to-back games, goes 2-1, two two mm, going into LA, hurt. then gets hurt. The series completely changes. Led mm. GM was built and predicated on Anthony Davis's health. And he went down and that was the series. So Are we forgetting it? Chris Paul couldn't dribble in that series? <laughs> And what does that have to do with anything? Because well, it has a lot to do with that. It has a lot. It has a lot to do with that. Was that that series? Yes, it, it was. was. I thought it was the Clippers. I, I'm almost... No, no, no. He he went on the JJ Reddick podcast and said I couldn't dribble past Game Three. It's true. Uh, on okay. the sure. okay, okay. So, okay. what do you mean it has nothing to do that with Sun's it? Team you went you, to the finals. So it was an extension. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me just say this: weren't you the same person that called Chris Paul a superstar? In Houston, correct. No, you, you called him a superstar still. He still is. Okay, so you're telling me Phoenix's superstar, Phoenix superstar player couldn't dribble a basketball. Their main engine. They have another the guy superstar. With, the guy with they the most playoff superstar. experience. They have another you're, superstar. You're saying if and Anthony Davis, you're saying, okay, you're saying if Anthony Davis doesn't go down, the Lakers run the table. It, it could, Chris Paul it went down. We're talking about LeBron and AD when healthy two top down. five players. Don't play Chris with Chris Paul went down. Don't, Don't act like them. Phoenix was this most healthy team. Chris Paul went down. Okay, and we're talking about LeBron, better than that whole team. We're talking about Anthony Davis, better than that whole team. Don't try it. LeBron averaged 23 points in that series. And LeBron wasn't efficient. And there was two games that he came back before that series. He was hurt. He quit give in him game no, six. Give him no slap because they were done. They're, that team was. Oh, so you're you're, you're acknowledging he quit and you accept it. Okay, so what though? What does that have to do with anything? So you're acknowledging he quit. Does this and make you feel good is, with having a point that you made like six months ago? This How about is, we talk about the conversation we're having right now? Right. This is your this is your issue when talking about LeBron in the Lakers tenure. Gets emotional. When you talk about LeBron, <laughs> come on, I'm giving facts though. When you talk this about the LeBron, it's like it gets, it, gets, it gets called emotional when I spit facts, and you guys just don't like what I'm saying. LeBron, no, I love what talk, you're saying. You I, talk, I actually agree with what when you're you saying. When you talk about the Lakers LeBron tenure, you are trying to split the two, and you're trying to make it out to be well. The you Lakers won a such championship. That's enough. That's the end of the conversation. You have 11 teams, no championship. That's it. Well, the Lakers. Team success isn't doesn't go hand in hand with LeBron's individual success. The Lakers LeBron tenure. They had the Lakers seven years before that. The Lakers LeBron tenure goes hand in hand with the team success. The team has failed three out of the four seasons. I remember when the Celtics created the big three. I can't necessarily agree with that statement, by the way. You can't. It's you can't, not. You, you have to because you said it's championship or bust. No, I am no, I agree with that. But I'm saying you can't look at that. So it's that means all three failed seasons my point out of four. You're saying that it's all predicated on LeBron's success. Meanwhile, we all said No, I here. never said that. You, ju- you literally just said that. No, I said. No, you literally said the it way five you seconds view, ago. The way you view this question is 
the Lakers as a team, if they don't if they don't succeed, that's fine as as long as LeBron does what he has to do. Mm. This is the Lakers tenure. That's who the say, four, who's the that? Lakers LeBron, the Lakers that. LeBron era, the Lakers LeBron era is four seasons. Yeah. Three of them by your definition of what a successful and and a failed season is. Three of those seasons have been failures. One of them have been a success. I remember when the Boston Celtics traded for Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And although they won a championship, we view that team as underachieving because they lost to Orlando. They lost to the Lakers in 2010. And though they had injuries, we don't view that they we don't view the Celtics as they maximize that big three. Mm. You Disappointing. Can't, Okay, so is disappointing necessarily failures, even though they won a championship and haven't won a championship since? I'm sure every single Boston fan looks at that season and they say, man, I absolutely love and adore this team. There's no other, there's been no other team to reach those heights that they did. What What hurts the Lakers is that that championship they won, fans didn't get to resonate and enjoy it. Mm. There was no parade for that championship. So what that, though? That means a lot. What does this mean? <laughs> that, that means a lot. You're saying a the lot city, of empty. The city empty, didn't. The city noise. didn't resonate. The city right. didn't resonate with uh, that. With uh, that championship. That means a lot. Because not of having COVID? a parade for a championship means a lot. That no, does I mean, mean a lot. It means something because when you when you get to share a championship on, with your fans, y'all that means just a lot. Coming up that really, with a, a criteria a that doesn't mean anything. That, no, like, that legit means a lot. It's just empty criteria right now. Honestly, God, it's a celebration of what you just did. I mean, so because they didn't have a parade, that championship because they didn't, no, I didn't because say that. Because they didn't celebrate what they did. Like, I don't think nobody said, said the championship. No, nobody. Yeah, that. I didn't it's say that. It's just a stupid oh. point. Nobody said that. Super nobody, strong. No, it's just unnecessary. Nobody <laughs> said. Claim. Nobody said the championship didn't matter. But it it definitely matters when you get to celebrate the championship. The Bucks won their first championship in fifty years with Giannis Antetokounmpo. The city, the way they celebrated with that, what what the Bucks or the Raptors championships, what they won in the past four years, have been the same if they didn't, if they weren't able to celebrate it with the, with their fans. But what does that matter? That doesn't mean anything. It matters because it it's not that it doesn't matter. LA hadn't made it to the playoffs think, in seven seasons. LeBron gets there in year two a championship. I'm sure LA so, fans so, are so hold up. So three out of the four seasons, according to your criteria, the Lakers failed. Okay. Okay. So that means. Even if you don't want to say it was completely a flop. And when there's 11 the Lakers, teams that haven't won a championship, I'm okay with that. So you're telling me the Lakers' LeBron tenure has been mostly yeah, a you flop. You never actually answered not the a question. Complete what, flop. what is it? Is it a flop or not? I, Disappointing. I said no. That, I mean, that's initially my exact— My so first statement I actually made was there's 11 teams that have so never wait, won a championship. So wait, what is it, though? What is what, LeBron's tenure in— If he was LA, there and they didn't is, win a single championship, 100%. Well, so what do you consider it? I think it's years. disappointing. Disappointing? Yeah, no, I, so which is exactly what I said. That's a great word. We that's all a great looked way at you and said it's 100%. Right, because, I mean, yo, like you said, I mean, you're going to put that first year against Braun. I don't know why, because he was 14. I didn't put it against— I'm not putting against No, against the Lakers. I'm saying, but— That's the facts of what happened. Any team without a second— caliber player anywhere near the level of their first caliber player if their first caliber player gets hurt that first option what are they going to do and Brandon Ingram broke out the very next year at that point Brandon Ingram broke out the very next year he broke out in the second half of that first year as well he did so he was a second star you could say with the Lakers not a star he wasn't a star at that point 19 points per game is all-star caliber he was an ascending star I agree but he wasn't a star caliber ah not yet that's what it is not at that point though that's what it is. In Not the second half point. of the season, he definitely played at an all-star caliber level. So he was too inconsistent your, to be. So there. if you're, it, right, am I am point. I wrong here, Riv, or is disappointing calling? If you call the Lakers LeBron tenure disappointing, isn't it calling it 
basically mostly a flop. Flop is a little bit more disrespectful. Right, because <laughs> flop is like, yo, maybe the, the, the wording, the wording is word. more it's, intense. It's, it's the same thing, but, but flop is a little thing. more disrespectful. That's why I guess that's why so I take it. So here we go. This is how I'm going to call it. This is a flop. Harden's time in Houston. Ooh. That's not a flop. It's a flop. Wow. They win a championship. No, Harden's time Harden's time with the Nets is a flop. So question. Definitely. There, there oh, it is. That's without there a doubt. Yeah. That's without a doubt. That's yeah. a flop. But my point being is Harden should have delivered a championship to the city of Houston. There's no, he ran to no Golden State. He ran to the best team that ever got assembled. But he okay. was up 3-2. So Lebr- Chris LeBron, Paul got hurt. LeBron, even with all the injuries, still won a championship. Say it again, Keith. He, James Harden was up 3-2 in that series. <laughs> with in, with what injuries Chris Paul did LeBron got hurt, but James Harden was still I'm there. I'm just saying, with his tenure and all up, the injuries, even still, there's still a season in that Wait, tenure that the, they have a championship. For one, this, oh this LeBron Harden— Because, again, we can't this, forget the word this, tenure. We're talking LeBron, about his extended time This there. LeBron Harden conversation is moot because we know LeBron's accomplished so much. But Harden's second-best player went down, Chris Paul. I've already said how I feel about that entire thing. Has LeBron ever had his second co-star fall down an injury and win a championship? 2013. Against who? The Spurs. Who who got injured? Who who got hurt? Dwayne Wade was playing with injured knees. But he played. He played. We all know Dwayne Wade was literally invincible that series. What about Chris Bosh, though? He said his third guy. Chris Bosh, who was just... Ray Allen was huge. So you're saying... So you're saying no. LeBron went, and he played a team that was going to be 73-9 and the next year. And he almost he snuck two games out of them. You're right. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with so you. So Harden hasn't even. But don't do that. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. But they didn't win. Harden's tenure was not a win. failure, though. I, I wouldn't call it a failure. Then if you want to make, yeah, consistency. It's not a and failure. And no. Rev, Rev, notice how James Harden, Rock is James Harden. That's not a flop. It's more of a the flop Nets, than J, uh, LeBron in LA. For sure. Uh, the Nets. LeBron won a championship. He won, he's a Why champion. are we ignoring that? You cannot. Like, ex- I, I just, it's like, boggling my mind. Nets, it's boggling my mind. The Nets. The Nets. The Nets. James Harden. That era was a flop. We're throwing but KD into that mix. Also. If you if mm. you notice though, I'm not over here saying, oh, it was a flop because Harden got hurt and Kyrie got hurt. No, but it's the facts of what happened. It was ultimately a flop. No, the was, same way how that first Lakers season was a Harden flop. Was never hurt. The same way how that third Lakers yeah, season was a flop. Gl- and the same way the how second. this. Current Lakers season is a flop as well. So if you have three flops out of four, four you're floppy. You know, but I know. James I Harden, hold on, hold no, on. Hold on because it's, it's ironic because the one not flop. Look, no, to bro, be fair. The one not flop was a championship. But look, but here's the that's thing, it. though, Drew. That's the only way I can look at it. Here's we the thing. Because if Harden, if Harden was Steve, to no, get and hurt. That's, that's, that's the thing I have an issue with. Because when you defend, you know, you're trying to make a claim on LeBron, you automatically are a stand. I'm telling you the facts. Okay. If Harden was LeBron hate by saying that. I said it was disappointing. And I don't even blame LeBron. I don't blame LeBron at all. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, me either. I, I, haven't, I haven't blamed LeBron once for his exactly. I'm, I'm not blamed. I'm not I know it's mostly due LeBron. to Ross construction. Yeah, I know who so, I blame. Answer this question, you two, because you the guys Disney are the ones world. that love LeBron. Oh, but see, uh, <laughs> see, like you see what yeah, I'm nah, saying? They just be trying to get right. The LeBron. I blame Disney World. Come on, Joe. Let me ask you a straight question. Yes or no? Straight question. Has the Lakers? Has the Lakers? LeBron yeah. tenure mostly been a flop. <laughs> no. Okay. You don't think it's mostly been a flop. As long as you got that championship. Bro, the word you can't flop is flop. so like. LeBron. You know what I mean, Joel? <laughs> Bro, you don't flop. think it's the same as disappointing? I think it's the same no, thing. Because, because they you actually won a championship. Is complete utter failure? Yeah, like they actually three won Three years a have been complete utter they failures. They won a championship, bud. That's it. No, Put it to three bed. years they've been complete utter failures. The Put Lakers it to bed. Have. They have a championship. It's over. There's no conversation after that. So you think it hasn't mostly been a flop? It's done. What about you? You didn't answer the question straight. 
I know you're smarter than flop that. Flop is tough for me to just be like, yo, yeah, he just went to LA and flopped. Like, he just, like, no, I can't say that. I can't. It hasn't mostly been a flop. I can't say that. They so want to change look at, do, you, do y'all look at the big threes 10 years disappointing? In Boston? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. They, they beat Kobe Bryant. And then the, the Heat. They were favored, though. Okay. They got Ron Artest and it was over. I don't know. I they had a reason for you, sure. you. You win True. the chip. You win the chip True. once, but you miss it. So you miss Be completely twice. unsuccessful. Fail totally. You really looked it up. <laughs> Read it one more time because uh, Joel didn't hear it. He didn't respond. <laughs> to be completely unsuccessful, uh-huh. fail totally. Mm. Let's look at him now. And totally. So let's again. How about how about we just move on to the next topic <laughs> and understand where we stand? Disappointing right. for me, definitely. and and I'll shake your hand. Right, definitely, that's definitely. I won't shake your hand, but <laughs> that's definitely disappointing for me, though. A total failure is the next one. Wow. Oh, and I blame AD. Disney close. Got to blame him. And Rob Palenka. Yeah, we should just yeah. talk about the Spurs because they're the one that are ahead of us right now in the. I think, it's, I think it's mostly been a flop, to be honest. I'm glad. Three I'm glad seasons have way. been failures. You're really harsh. No, right. I think it has been. I think right. it has been. But uh, by that by that definition and by your comparatively well, definition to... I'm looking at Google. Go on Google. No, no, and you I understand. Google no, I understand. No, that's, that's the correct definition. <laughs> right. But... Drew has said time and time again on the show. He has said championship or bust. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not counting you in this. Drew has said time and time again on the show that your definition of. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, but let me finish my sentence. But not irrelevant to me. They won. Your your definition of a failure is not winning a championship. And they did. You're right. They did. But three of three of the four seasons they didn't win a championship. So that means three of the four seasons Again, they've been let's failed. Look at these top teams in the NBA so that wait, haven't Drew, won a championship. You, the Lakers question? did that in question? that span. Drew, your, your definition is championship or bust, correct? In LeBron's tenure, four years, he's three of the times he's not going to win a championship. One, he's going to win a championship. So according to your definition, was a championship or bust? <laughs> what deemed on your definition? What is LeBron's tenure? A, a disappointment or not? Flop? Like what is that? Disappointment. Yes. He, but right. he flopped three no, times. No. no, he he flopped. The utter failure. He utterly failed three times. How? He didn't. He didn't get past the first round one time. Oh, his first those year, three times. he was hurt. And in year two, they he won a championship. Seeds. Just Second put it to year, bed. Just no, stop trying years, to argue yeah, it. Like, you guys, yeah. just oh, stop trying I think, to argue. You know why? Going Riff, on? You know you you want to know why it makes no sense because Drew has had this concrete. Definition they won for a championship. What what else do you want from okay, me? Okay, the first season with LeBron was that a Why was that we, a f- we're going in circles and we're making this a twenty minute debate when it doesn't need no, to be. No, I'm just I'm just asking you your but, criteria. So you're going to ask you, me the same thing you asked me already. Ten I'm, minutes. I'm going to ask you your criteria. So <laughs> you damn. say if you don't win a championship, it's a failure. So I'm uh-huh. just I'm just trying to get they your won. definition because they you're won. the one keeping going in circles. In the ten- no, you're I'm going not. Because no, you, you you you're not consistent. answering the questions, bro. Uh, you think year what two is the only year about? to play? Jeez, am I going crazy? Yeah, stop it, for real. Because he's answering it. I go lie. Thank you. Y'all are just y'all again lost in the fact that it's over. But no, but it's not about that. You keep acting like year two is the only year he played. LeBron has been with the Lakers. When it's been four years, he's he asked you year one was a flop. Teams according, that I don't care about the 11 teams. We're talking about LeBron. Year one, did he win? No. 
Flop. Year two, failure. did he win? Championship. According to you, yes. failure. Yes. Good year. Year three, did he win? No. Flop. Failure. Year four, did he win? No. So failure. Three out of the four are flops. And other there are, failures. There are teams that I haven't won championships. about the teams. We're talking about LeBron and the Lakers, the only, an historic franchise. And if you many, fail three times out of the four in an historic franchise, they're going to look at you like you have five heads. That's embarrassing. Again, it's embarrassing, bro. In the grand, he didn't, he, like, in it's the grand scheme of things, the What's player the that has the most championships ever is Bill Russell. That was years ago. Other than that, you have... Robert Horry, who was with a bunch of teams. You have Michael Jordan, who has six. You have LeBron, who has four. Kareem Abdul has six. What are you saying? My point being is these championships don't come around like we give them away like free candy. doesn't happen. Four championships is fine, but you still look at it. He's been with one team, two championships. Went back to Cavaliers, championship in that four years. Goes to L.A., championship. Everywhere he goes, he's had success at least once in that tenure. Is Zach Levine's time with Chicago a flop? He's been here two and a half years. During but a yes. rebuild. No, the better question is, is Kevin Durant's tenure a, a flop with the Nets? Is Kyrie's tenure with, with yes. the Nets a flop? As, as of right now, yeah. yes. Why? Because they haven't won. won. a chip. Mm. Also because they, they haven't played. <laughs> put it <laughs> to bed. That's Let's insane. go to the next topic. It's just so, just, so if you win a chip and you fail the other three years, everything it's still, is everything's... Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure we get to... The Celtics... Yeah. For sure. They made the playoffs they, consistently. I'm Relax. talking about oh, wait. They made the ECF okay. consistently. Relax. Okay, it's, a yep. different, it's a different type of they success. They lost in the finals. But it's a different type of success. They made the ECF. You want to know flop? They made the Kawhi. finals again. Kawhi and LA. Kawhi. How? He made the second round. He made the second round. They oh, because he hasn't won. won. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. No, it has been a flop been a to flop. that yeah, point. Yeah, it's been a flop. It's been a flop. I thought you talk about uh, I understand. Um, no, San Antonio. No, absolutely not. What he did in San Antonio but was great. If three of the four seasons have been failures... According to the definition that you use, not winning a championship, it's hard. Not to even get into the, the playoffs. And it say, is yeah. the, the LeBron Lakers tenure has been mostly a flop. So because you, that's no, why so I, I would second, never say his second I would go around never in Cleveland, say is that a flop. His second go around in Cleveland is that a flop? No, no. because they lost in the Put finals. It to bed. Drew, don't even they lost answer. In the finals, listen, they, no, listen, it's not, it's yo, listen Drew, they, they went, don't even. They went to the finals three times in a row. How do you compare that to three? Two times he they didn't make the playoffs. No, but, but you listen. guys are using his criteria. And his criteria is championship. No, that's, no, no, no. I, that's and not my only, criteria, though. My criteria. If, you make, if you're consistently competitive, I'm using you have a my chip criteria. in that run. I'm right. using it still. Oh, and your right. So it, based off your criteria. Is, they still won oh, yeah, a championship. Clearly, clearly so flop, according then. to your criteria, they failed three times. So are they and a flop? They won a championship. It's mostly been a flop. No, I'm talking I about. I will never say. When LeBron went back to Cleveland. No, because like like Riff said, they made the finals three straight times. I will never say the LeBron Lakers tenure was a complete. Flop, I don't look at his championship, but it's or bust. been mostly a flop. It's been seventy five percent flop. I don't look at his championship or bust. I don't think if you. I don't, don't look at it that I, way either. So I can't say off. His, I can't use his definition because I, I don't look at it. like I wasn't that. trying to either. Like if you if you've consistently but, been competitive, you have a chip in there. You've success. You successfully been yeah, great, yeah. even if you don't. Win a chip, but you've been consistently competitive at yeah, the top. Yeah. You've been you're fine, but if yeah, you yeah. win a chip and you've been ass three of those years, it's hard. I'm, I'm gonna say it's disappointing, especially when the the odds have you being better than what you should have been. Like let's yeah. not forget the Lakers were supposed to be really good this year, oh, and they disagree. failed. Oh, and then the last year injuries messed them up. I'm not gonna season. injuries have messed, up, but that's part of the game. You knew what you were getting with Anthony Davis. You knew that. You like you knew that nagging injuries have hurt him all his life. You knew that. Uh, but so it's now, like you, you knew what you were getting, like and you you traded everybody for him. You knew what this was. To happen. I mean, we saw what, what can happen when he reaches his potential. Championship yeah. in yeah. year one. He hasn't made it since. since I agree, man. It's, it's, Sucks. This is mostly on him. But you've moved one out, so I think yeah, that's there good. there you go. Next segment, we're going to have Raphael Barlow on the show to talk about the draft, college basketball championship, and some other top draft prospects. So he's going to be on the show next. Right now, we have Raphael on the show with us. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me on. I, I appreciate it. If you guys don't know, he is the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. They drop a lot of good content, dope stuff for the NBA for the NBA draft. Now we just finished the final four. The championship game is set. UNC versus Kansas. How are you feeling about that game right now? Who do you think has the edge currently? Uh, I mean, I, I wanted Duke to win. I really did. Uh, but, I mean, the way Kansas played against Villanova, oh, man, it's tough. I haven't even thought about um, who I want to win, but I think it's going to be a good game. I mean, Carolina has overachieved, even though it's kind of weird to say a, a blue blood school has overachieved, but they've definitely um, – I mean, kind of shocked the world. They were eighth seed. Um, you, you look at this team and it doesn't have like a, a loaded roster full of NBA talent. And I mean, they've rallied behind their first year coach. They've kicked Duke's butt twice in the last month. Yep. So, I mean, it's hard to go against what, what they have going on. But then, um, I mean, the way Kansas played against Villanova, I mean, they, they were pretty impressive in their win too, even though Villanova was short, shorthanded. Um I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm just going North Carolina. Ooh, okay. Although Duke lost, and most of the blame, at least from what I've seen on the blogs and Twitter, has been put on Boncaro. A lot of people questioning his skill set now because of that game, although his teammates did struggle really? for the field. Yeah, on my Twitter, I've seen I a lot he, of he, Paolo he had 20 stuff. and 10, and he played his butt off the entire game. I've I watched a, it live. I've seen a lot of Paolo slander on yeah, the TL. He was the only one doing anything, anything. for them in Bro, that second half. Our guard play was so terrible. Bro, hurt. <laughs> he's, a fan, he's a Duke fan. I've been a diehard Duke fan my entire life, and watching us struggle like that mm-hmm. against UNC was just <laughs> hard. It was, yeah. it was literally heartbreaking because we go into halftime with a three-point lead, I'm t- I'm calling everybody talk crazy. <laughs> hey, it's time. I'm feeling good. Caleb Love comes out the second yep. half and sparks a 13-0 like I've never seen. Like it was so energetic. I was watching it live and I just I literally couldn't believe what I was UNC is doing this to us on national television. <laughs> but I gotta give UNC their props, bro. They they play hard. Mondo, they're big. Uh Bacot, I think his last name is. Bacot, Armando, yeah. Armando Bacot. Mondo, he's he's, he's a rebounding machine. Yo, he's tough. He's, he's I think he could be a good pro. I know you just said yeah. you don't see um any like NBA talent. I bro, I I truthfully think that Mondo and Caleb Love are guys that NBA scouts and prospects are gonna have to start looking at, truthfully, because these guys can. But, bowl. I mean, I think Caleb Love is, but I don't know. I just think in today's NBA, how many guys that are just kind of like rebounding specialists that don't space the floor, yeah. that aren't like shot blockers. Yeah. So it, it's. I mean, I think Baycott, if he was in a different era, then definitely. But you know, right now, I mean, there's just not many guys that. You know, for example, is, is Baycott a guy that you can put on the floor in the playoffs? No, I mean, I think teams are just going to put him in pick and roll. Yeah, like I was going to say, I haven't seen him space. So that's why, yeah, that's why, you know, these athletic guys that can at least move their feet out on the perimeter are, are getting more and more love than these old throwback bruisers. Yeah. Um, but he's a perfect I mean, you, you never know. player. I mean, yeah, for sure. Like he's a perfect Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a perfect pro in – 1997. It's just the game. <laughs> <laughs> with Caleb the game Love's rise, where... with Caleb Love's recent performances for UNC, 
how high do you think a team drafts him with these current performances he's having? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a smart team is going to go by the larger body of work. I mean, I, I want to say it was just like two or three games ago. I think in the Baylor game, for example, he was like one for seven or one for six. They benched um, him in that it game. It was another game before that. What's that? They benched him in that game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying like. Was it RJ that know, took I off? Mean, I mean, what's that? I didn't. What game was that? RJ must have took off that oh, yeah, game. Yeah, it was RJ Davis. I, that, that, uh. That backcourt they have is ridiculous, to me at least, in college, to see them do that. And I think NBA scouts are going to look at this duo, even though it's not a huge body of work. Scouts praise March Madness. They like to see what guys can do at the highest stage. And Caleb Love has been showing out. And I know he's had that tough game against Baylor, but he had his guy RJ to help him. And he probably didn't need to be that assertive and that dominant because he had his guy. But in nights where he needed to be, he did. He showed up. And against Duke, that's huge. Almost well, 30 I mean, on that stage. I, final I think four. so. I mean, you got to remember. Got to remember he was 6 of 17 versus St. Peter's. So, I mean, it's just, it's just to acquire taste. I mean, remember Sebastian. Uh, but arguably St. Peter's uh, has the man? four best guards in the nation. They're, they're, their guard yeah, rotation is... they're not is, pros. They're not NBA players. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> but, NBA players. I mean, that's fair, but I, you got to go at what... They're they're on the college level right now, right? So they're playing against the best guys at the college level. And St. Peter's arguably had the best four-man guard rotation in the nation. So I know he struggled against St. Peter's. Did you know St. Peter's guards two weeks ago? I mean, <laughs> I knew one. I mean, come on. Juju. Obviously not. I knew, I, 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 I'm re, I knew Juju, yeah, I knew but Juju. surely. But outside of that, no, we didn't. I but, think yeah. Caleb but Love has had some pretty good performances, but when you look at his bigger body of work, he is an inefficient guard. He doesn't have the best size that translates to the NBA, and he's he's a volume scorer, and I don't know how he can translate to the NBA very well. Like I, I've seen some boards, they have him as a second-round talent. I'm not sure where you have him, Raphael, as a first-rounder, as a second-rounder, late first rounder. I'm not sure where you have him. Could you give me some clarification on uh, where he might fall mm-hmm. on your board? Yeah, I think he's a late first round pick. I think he's definitely helped himself with the big performance, but I think overall, like if you're a scout, I mean, if you go by like, if you just go by how well a player played or how bad they played in the NCAA tournament, then I mean, realistically, almost every top prospect ended on a bad game. Yeah. I mean, Jabari was like three for 16. So we're judging him on his overall body of work, not his last game. Well, I think when somebody is hot, well, I guess it depends on whether you like the guy or not. If you really like him, then you're going to go by, oh, well, he played very well his last game. He deserves it. If you really like him, if he has a bad last game, then you're not judging it. it. But I mean, you think about Shabazz Napier, for example, he rolled that UConn championship into a first round draft position lebron tweeted miami selects him in the first round he did stick around the nba for for a little while but i mean it was like that propelled him into be a a first round pick and you know depending on how you feel about it he may have may or may not have been a solid nba player but then you look at for example um I don't know, Chris Paul, I think he had an awful last game. And Marvin Williams finished good because North Carolina won a championship. 
Marvin Williams was selected ahead of Chris Paul. <laughs> so no, I, I wasn't making um, the argument that I think you just got to go by the overall body of work. Yeah, I wasn't making the argument that you know you take the guy at face value from what he does in March. I I was more saying that that holds value whether we like to agree to it or not. Like seeing Jaden Ivy hit that shot, even though he lost that game and almost hit the second shot to send it to OT, definitely skyrocketed his stock for surely. And even though he, you think so? I think so. I think he was top five regardless. What did, what did we? What were we just looking at off camera? That he was the number one prospect. NBA, right now. I think DraftNet has him going to Orlando with the number one pick. He wasn't there before that yeah, shot. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that at the for most boards he was fourth all year long on, on, on most boards. So um, I think certain guys like. I mean, like Chet. If you like Chet, you felt like he did okay. If you didn't like him, you you had your concerns. But I don't think there's nothing that he did in the tournament that moved him up or down most most draft boards. Yeah, that's true. What do you feel about Chet? I, I have mixed feelings about him, and I, I respect you because my man Joel tells me you're that guy. You're a scout. You know what you're talking about, so I trust you. <laughs> Give me a feel on Chet. I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether he's going to be a good pro. Man, I don't if think he's anybody be... does. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. I mean, he's such an interesting prospect, you know. Um, I did some research, and I, there's nobody, no matter how skinny certain guys were, they, they weren't seven foot 195. Like, even right. Kevin Durant was, like, 215. Even, like, how much KG was, was, like, 215. 205, I believe. Porzingis was, like, 220. Oh, damn. Really? Yep. He wasn't no yeah. 190. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he wasn't 190. Is, these these guys saying. didn't have the ball hand, other than KD, of course. KD's one of the best ball handlers that's almost seven feet but tall. He's a natural is. guard. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Chet's not a natural but guard. That's, but Chet, at, at least he has the, the ball handling ability that he could take the ball up and down the floor. Like, if you needed him to, if it's a break, he could do that. I don't expect him to do that in the league at all. At yeah. all is probably strong. Depending on the team I that he goes to, he's going to be relied on in, in certain aspects more than other franchises for sure. I see. I think what Chet what makes it hard is yes, he showed ball handling in open floor, but not in the half court because he's Definitely. so skinny. Definitely. I mean, think about like if you're playing pickup ball, and there's a kid that's like 80 pounds, he tries to dribble against you. As soon as he runs into your body, bam, he's his course is thrown off. So I don't know how effective he'll be in the half court as a ball handler. Right. I agree, but I don't know. He's 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 tough to predict because. I mean, he does have some skills. He did, like, his stock skyrocketed when they went into their conference schedule, right? That's when everybody starts, oh, my gosh, he's dominating That's usually when they how went Gonzaga into their conference goes. schedule. What's that? That's usually how Gonzaga prospects go. Once they get into their conference, they dominate, and That's then I mean. they go right up. Yeah, and so... Uh, I don't think he hurt himself, but I don't think he helped himself in the NCAA tournament. And so when I watched Chet's film, like when they had their big matchups versus uh, Duke versus Alabama versus Texas in the NCAA tournament, I can't say that he was the best player on Gonzaga's team. It was always Drew Timmy. But I can't say there was a game where I felt like, dang, Chet rise to the occasion and he showed me how great he is on offense when they matched up against a, a really good team. So I'm kind of torn on him. I mean, I definitely have him as a top three pick. He's definitely worth whatever risk 
you have uh, or whatever risk there is. I'm not too concerned about the injury. I just have concerns about how does he score in the NBA? Are you going to give him the ball in the post? No, not, not at all. So in, in college basketball, he scored most of his points shooting threes in transition or getting like offensive rebounds. But when he went against physical teams, he couldn't get those offensive rebounds. So um, he's definitely a polarizing prospect that, you know, there, there are a lot of concerns about. Who's, who's your number one guy? Who do you have going number ben one? Ben Carroll. I'm, I'm, I've been riding the Ben Carroll bandwagon Smart all guy. year long. Smart guy. Yes, sir. He's 6'10", 250. He can score in the post. He's the only guy that I feel comfortable with between Chet and Jabari that I can say, all right, here's the ball. Go get me a bucket. Go make a play. You and I think like with Jabari, he can get you a bucket, but you got to run a play for him to get open to shoot a three. Ben Carroll's a better ball handler, the better passer. He's more NBA ready. And he made, he made big plays throughout the tournament. Um, you know, I mean, shoot, if they made their free throws, <laughs> then we oh, he'd, he'd be in a championship game. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been high on Ben Carroll. And I also think that he's not being used correctly. Yes. Um, just watching his high school film, he played a lot of point center, point forward. Yes. He can handle the ball. He can make plays. And I think with NBA spacing, he'll look a lot better. So, yeah, I don't really see too many plays where Duke ran pick and rolls for him as the ball handler. So, I think that um, it's kind of like Scotty Barnes in a sense. Scotty has been a way better pro in the NBA than he was in college because he had a creative coach that knew how to put the ball in his hands allow him to play point sometimes, allow him to play the five sometimes. And I think a creative coach can, can, um, you know, get the same out of Ben Carroll. And was that something that you projected with Scotty back at Florida state? Because everybody was surprised when he was the fourth overall pick and was picked ahead of Suggs. No, I was, I didn't, I didn't expect that. I mean, I thought Scotty was going to be good, but I didn't see like the same level of aggressiveness and assertiveness. I felt like at Florida state, He'd have games where he took four shots and he was fine with it. And I don't know what Nick Nurse did. I don't know what battery they put in his back in Toronto, but they've made him like an aggressive score. I mean, he's averaged like 15 or 16 points per game, which, you know, I I did not see that. So, I mean, I guess that's like uh, you got to give credit to Barnes for flipping the switch and also Nick Nurse and um, Masai Dujuri, who, who took him at four when everybody else thought, Jalen Suggs was a lock to go to Toronto to replace Kyle Lowry. I saw that you tweeted that you have a surprise player that will be in your lottery when you drop your big board next week. See, I'm not an avid college basketball tomorrow. I'm not an avid college basketball fan, but Riff here is, and he may be surprised with the name you might put out. Maybe we could get a sneak peek here. I don't know. What do you think? Nah, I got, I got to hold it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's I got I got to hold it. Um I have a question. Yeah, that, it's uh Is it an ACC player? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I think I know who it is. I'm not going to say it, but I I pretty I think I know who it might be. You say your board drops tomorrow, okay. you're saying? Yeah, it'll be on uh NBA Big Board. Okay. All right. ACC well, I'll tell you what. Player. Our episode will be dropping yeah. tomorrow. So if you're feeling if you're way. feeling willing to to share with us, we would appreciate that. 
I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> nah, hold it, hold it. <laughs> Go ahead, hold it. I, matter of fact, I'll, I'll here, here's, here's, a, here's the deal. I'll come back on to discuss. Okay, that's, right, that's, that's, fair. that's, that's, that's more good. than okay with us. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I, I want to see Riv's reaction because I do this little funny thing that I do with Riv that whenever <laughs> a player makes a good shot, I'm like, wow, man, he's a top five pick. <laughs> and Riv just laughs. We went to the St. Peter's and UNC game, and. Caleb Love hit a three-point shot. I'm like, Riv, I think he's going top five. <laughs> and he just laughs. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, Caleb Love isn't that type of prospect. I have a question for you that pertains to scouting because uh, a lot of people want to be in your position, watching basketball for a living, going to different places, and studying basketball. But um, me being a content creator, I know that it's not always glitz and glamour. Can you explain to some people that maybe want to get into that type of profession, you know, what really goes into scouting and how much work goes into being at the top of your game? Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's a question I love to answer. And um, I mean, my, my story may be a little bit different than others. Like I wanted to be a scout, but you know, it's not like it's a job that you can go apply for. You can't like send in your resume on NBA teamwork, whatever.com and get a job. So I just figured like, you know what, I got to do everything on my own. And I am a content creator. So that helped me out was I could create my own content. I designed my own website. I created all like my, my videos. And I'm even vlogging some of these experiences because I've been in Europe since since November. But this is like my first time as a full time scout. Like for the past few years, I, I did video projects for people. I did skills training. And then I just did like scouting kind of like on my own. I wasn't making any money, but this is the first year that it's turned into a, a profit, which took me, I don't know, I guess I started the website in 2016. So you can say five, six years. So one, you have to have the, the endurance to wait that long, right? Mm -hmm. So number two, uh, and I was just talking to you guys about it offline. So I, I give you like a, an example. So this year, I decided that I was going to move to Europe and spend the whole season over here scouting. Then my wife, I just got married in November. She came with me and then found out that she's pregnant. So she decided that it was best man. to stay back home. Thanks, thanks, thanks. She decided that it was best to go back home so that way she can she can like have a consistent like doctor and, and you know, just felt like safer having a baby at home in the States, which is totally understandable. Luckily for me, I got a great wife who didn't say like, no, you need to be back with me. She understood what I was doing and just kind of decided like, OK, it's going to be tough being away, but pursue your dream. Keep chasing it and we'll, awesome. we'll, we'll see each other. So I go home once a month to attend all the doctor's appointments. So I go for a week, depending on where I'm at. It's a six to eight hour time difference. So um, I'll get used to being over here in this time difference. I'll go home for a week. My body has to try to adjust and then I'll come back here and then coming back here. If I want to watch a college basketball game, they come on at one o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So the downside that people don't see, and it's a long one to answer is how bad it can like wreck your body, especially if you're trying to do both. Now, if I was only covering the international prospects, then I could just, you know, sleep normal hours. I don't have to pay attention to college basketball or know anything about the NBA, but my ambitious blood is trying to do both <laughs> and I'm paying for it mm -hmm. with lack of sleep and, and, and being exhausted. But I tell people there's much harder ways to make a living than watching basketball. 
So I'll say this, if this is something that a person wants to do, I think you have to like be fully committed. You have to love it. I don't know if it's something that if you just like doing it, then I don't know if you'll last because the traveling sounds glamorous, but in Europe, it's not like it is in the States. In the States, if you go to scout a tournament, it's usually in a major city. In Europe, it can be in the middle of nowhere. You got to figure out how am I going to get there? Do I got to take a train? Do I got to take a bus? Language barrier has not really been an issue, but it's not as smooth sailing as 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 you would think. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And you're totally right about having that ambition, especially for something like that. I mean, you're going from the U.S. to now Europe. The schedule completely changes your sleep schedule. And there are some games, college basketball games, that are big time games that you got to stay up for. Yeah. And there's so many prospects to cover. I know like yeah. during last year, during we when we were doing the podcast, we were dra- we were scouting a couple players, and that took a big toll on me. And just staying up and making sure I finish, and it, it can be tedious. And I respect your work a lot, and you for doing it. And I'm glad that you're in the position you're in because it's truly inspirational. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it because, like for example, I think the the Duke Carolina game ended at like five o'clock a.m. here. Wow. So I uh, end up sleeping all day. And I'm one of those people, I I feel lazy if I sleep past a certain time. But I woke up, half the day was over here. Then I have to like create content for NBA Big Board. I got a podcast to do. And then on Monday, I have to stay up and watch the championship game, which is probably not going to end until Lord knows when, because there's probably going to be a bunch of commercials and longer halftime and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's another day of kind of just sleeping during the day and it just kind of throws your clock off. But and speak, I mean, I signed up for it and um, I enjoy it. And on the championship game, is there anybody specifically that you're looking for on either side, like Kansas or North Carolina? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at everybody. I mean, I definitely want to see what Love does, if he can ride this this momentum that he has, because if you look at his tournament, it's been Great game, bad game, great game, yeah. bad game. So I definitely want to see if he, you know, kind of breaks that that streak or if he continues. If, if there's anything that he has proven in this tournament is that he's got he's got big balls. He's a big time shot taker, <laughs> super confident, and he's just not afraid of the moment. And I mean, I, I definitely do think that means something. But overall, I think scouts are going to look at him and say, you know, he shot, I think, like 37 percent from the floor this season. Uh, Ochai Baji, who's who played well, Christian Brown, uh, for Kansas. I think he's put himself in position to be considered as a first round pick, so definitely want to see those guys. And then, um, of course, Baycott, hopefully, he's healthy. Uh, I, th- I thought he was done, he ended up coming back yeah. in the game, so I want to see how that kind of shakes out. And then uh, Jalen Wilson, I think, for Kansas is an intriguing prospect. May not have, like, the best numbers, but he's like a, a four-man, has good size, decent passer. Um, I definitely want to see him and, and see what he does because he could be somebody that a team falls in love with with his potential and think that, you know, he's draftable. And last question before you go. We're going to have this debate later on in the podcast. Who is your rookie of the year? And side question, who – is the best player that's a rookie currently? 
Okay, so I answered this question on the podcast before, and man, my mentions were. <laughs> it's, it's so many people that have like a, a dog in the race or, or, or whatever the saying is. So uh, I went with a co-rookie of the year. I took the easy way. I went with Barnes and um, Mobley simply because you had two teams that were in the top five. They're in the playoffs. And I valued their winning and, and their role that they've played. Of course, Cade has come on really strong in the last last few weeks. Then now you got the Jalen Green fans that are coming along, you know, posting his stats. <laughs> so I think that co-rookie of the year, Barnes Mobley, best long-term prospect, Cade Cunningham. It would have been Josh Giddy had he not got hurt. No, it wouldn't have been. Josh, Josh was Josh was really, really good. I, and I had watched Josh play live a few times, and I did not see him being as good as as he was. I thought, Thank like, you. the player that he was this year, I thought that was, like, year two or year three. But he yeah. came out the gates. So, Joel, is he, a, is he a hater also? Or is just no, it's, but you went to the extreme. <laughs> he thought the same thing I thought. But the... you went to the extreme. What was the extreme? Thinking? You said he wasn't going to be good? I just I just saw uh what I say uh he'd be a Keep good starter. Nah, I'm stat. trying to figure out what I, I think he's, I said he'll be a good starter. Okay, that's what, what's wrong with that. What's no, he he said that? more. I can't get it right now. Right. He said more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't high on Giddy because be I picked starter. him as my dark horse rookie of the year to to win the award, and I got laughed at for that by yeah. Riff here. But yeah, and then until the injury, what's, it was what's interesting like about it. Giddy is. Yeah, I mean, he was up there. I mean, but even then, I think Wagner's had a good year. I mean, this has Absolutely. been a really good class. But what's interesting about Giddy is, you know, when I saw him play, I'm like, dang, like, this dude is super slow. And he's the only guy that I've ever seen that is, like, super slow. I feel like I can beat him in a foot race <laughs> that thrives in a fast, up-tempo game. Like, it, it's kind of weird that it, it's that combination. But at 6'8", I mean, he's such a – gifted passer and confident passer. Like, I love confidence. Like, he is not afraid to whip a, a one-handed live dribble left-hand pass through the defense. And that's kind of why I want, like, Jalen Green – I'm sorry, Jalen Duran to go to the Thunder because I think he'd really benefit from playing with a guy like Giddy that would get him some wide-open looks and, and and you know, just a, a vertical lob there to run the floor. But I, I like Giddy a lot. Yeah, that's a great comparison. We want to uh, give you another shout-out for coming on the show. You can check Raphael's stuff on NBABigBoard.com, I believe. Or is it .net? .net. .com. .com, okay. NBABigBoard.com. And That's... then I still have NBA Draft Junkies, which is kind of what, what got me started. And um, I look at it like this. NBA Draft Junkies is my baby. This is what I started. It's like my mixtape, right? So it's kind of like... <laughs> it's the warm-up. You know, you're going like to me talk about a 16-year-old prospect. And NBA Big Board is my album. You know, in your album, you got to make hits. So I got to talk about the guys that everybody wants to talk about. But NBA Draft Junkies is... It's like... I don't know, you guys. I imagine you guys are rap fans. It's like my my Benny the Butcher. It's like my mixtapes. Mm, and now I got to... That's a good name. Album with NBA Big Board. That's Good awesome. Move. Thank you again for being on the show. We appreciate your time. Yeah, anytime. And then, I mean, my word is good. So um, you want to have me back on to talk about my sleeper prospect? We can do that. Thank too. you very much. Yes. We appreciate as that. As soon as it drops tomorrow, we will check it out. We'll <laughs> check out the article on NBA Big Board. 
And I want to see Rib's reaction. That's what I really want to see. I'm trying to see who he got too, man. He's talking <laughs> about the ACC. I got to see that. All right. Thank you once again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot for having me on. All right. Go get some sleep. You deserve it. Before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from DraftKings. College basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the Defensive Player of the Year award is a highly debated topic right now because it seems like there's these two sides, the sides of people that go with interior defenders and then the other side that goes with guards. Marcus Smart said that he deserves the Defensive Player of the Year, and currently he's favored at plus 120 to win the award. Now, really, what do you think about the DPOI award? Is it heavily favoring bigs too much? Are guards being overlooked? Patrick Beverly talked about it on JJ Reddick's podcast, how the advanced stats aren't going to be there for guards like they are for big men, centers, and forwards. I'll start with you, Riv, as somebody who is an avid Marcus Smart fan. Can I ask you a question? You said he's the favorite right now? He is. He is at yeah. 120. You he has me, to be the you favorite. You called me an avid Marcus Smart fan. You have his jersey. Don't you own his jersey? <laughs> That's a funny jersey to have, actually, Marcus Smart. Um, Joel probably has it. Does he really? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. Um, It's tough because I feel like big men are asked to do a little bit more than perimeter defenders. You know, I think as a big man, you're tasked with kind of protecting the paint, help side on your other players. I think as a perimeter guy, you know, your task is just to stop their best offensive player, and that that's tough. It's it's definitely a tough task, but I think big men. or tasked with basically being the safety, being the guy that watches everything, being the guy that controls the backfield, being the guy that has to not only help your players, but defend the rim and the pick and rolls have to be on on point. So I think like, I don't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as to say we should split the award up. I don't think that should happen. Marcus Smart does have a point. He He's very versatile in his defense. He does everything for that Boston Celtics team. But I do think, it's going to favor in a regular season. It's going to favor bigs more because their tax was their task was just doing a little bit more. You know, I think for example, Rudy Gobert, you know, the reason why he's got paid, the reason why he's so he's put at this level because defensively when he falls off the court, Utah jazz are statistically one of the worst defenses in the league. When he's on the court, they're an elite defense. They're, they're an elite interior defense. And I think for Bam Adebayo also, this helps him. Giannis, this helps him. And it's like, it's tough because for guards, you know, them being so small, it's hard for them to truly impact the game at that way that a big can do. But I think the award is fine where it's at. You know, you got those rare guys like <clears throat> Michael Jordan, Ron Artest, Gary Payton, who did impact the game, who did eventually win Defensive Player of the Year. And if you have that type of impact, you'll get it. But I think right now, bigs 
it's like I don't think the awards should be split at all. I think it's fine where it's top at. three right now is Marcus Smart, Mikel Bridges, and Bam. That's the order it should be. Oh, Giannis is not in the top three no more. Nope, he's fifth behind that's, Gobert. That's the order it should be. Marcus, if you if you want to switch and where's Robert Bridges Williams? and Bam, I, I don't have a problem. That. But Damn. Marcus Smart, I think he's the favorite to win DPOY. And I, I think when's the last time a guard has won Gary Payne? Gary Payne's actually the only point guard to ever win the award. No, but didn't two guards win? Like yeah, this, guards, this yeah. is the history of the DPOI award. There have been thirty nine winners. Gary Payne is the only point guard. Shooting guards have won it five times, none since MJ in nineteen eighty eight. And Kawhi and Ron Artest are the only forwards yep. to win the award since 2000. They won it three times. The DPOI has been awarded to big men 77% of the time. That stat alone should answer the question. I think it is favorite to bigs because you have guys like Marcus Smart, Patrick Beverly. Okay. Remove Patrick Beverly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, because we, we were just talking about Pat Bev, but uh, you got guys like Mikhail Bridges. Um, there's different perimeter defenders that get overlooked because they're not showing up in advanced stats what they do on the court. But when you look at the guy they had to guard all night, that, that superstar player, and they've struggled or took 20 seconds or anywhere from 16 to 20 seconds to get the shot they wanted, and they're shooting six of tw- whatever, I think that is more impactful to a game... T- Ice like icing their star player than it is being a help rotating defender, being somebody that you can rely on as a net because you can always get back. You're lengthy. So you you understand the range that you have from the rim. There's there's anomalies like Bam that I said he belongs higher because think, he switches out. You think it's, he he's gonna be able to guard one through five because on that pick and roll you can't ISO him. You're on an island with Bam now. And so that guy, because he can do both. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, if he was to win it or was runner-up, I'd agree with that. But a guy like Rudy Gobert, I mean, yo, the Jazz are detrimentally worse defensively without Rudy Gobert, and I understand it totally. But there's a reason why the Jazz still struggle. Because of the playoffs. There's, no, there's a reason why, though. They don't have a solidified perimeter defensive stopper. But they only struggle in the playoffs. Because they don't have a solidified... But this is struggling now. But this is a regular season award. Okay, I understand. But even then, they don't have a solidified perimeter defensive stopper, which is why they see the problems that they see as a team. They they give up these leads. They they fold games they should have won because they don't have that guy to say, who's their best player? I'm going to stop him. And every team needs that in order to be somewhat successful. You can't... Have a successful unit without that guy. Disagree. I, I Disagree. think I think you could. Okay, uh, I don't know. Is that I, he's not necessarily wrong. He's not. He's not right. Provide right, an example. Huh? The Warriors, Utah Jazz, aren't unsuccessful. They are. How? Listen, we just had this whole debate with the Lakers. No, according to your definition, our definition wasn't the same as your definition. But they are right, unsuccessful. I'm telling you, mine. They've been unsuccessful. Uh, they have not last been, year. They, they have the not missed seed. the playoffs. Okay, look, look, let me ask you this: they failed in the in the in the playoffs when it mattered to a team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Let me ask you this: That's when true. the Warriors won their championships, the who was their rim protector? Draymond, but he was also their soli- he was also oh. their. Solidified- I, I want to piggyback off that point you're making because okay. I, I think Draymond Green. The reason why he's so favored every year to win DPOY is because. He's the perfect balance between yeah. big and guard, right. where he can switch out, but he's also like the Bam. best help defender in the NBA. Versi- exactly like Bam. Right. Is Rob, the key. Rob Williams right. also fits this criteria. Oh, yeah, Rob Williams. I 100% agree. And I tweeted this the other day that I feel like there should be 
two defensive player of the year's awards given out one for, for one for guards and forwards and one for a big man center and their impact because i think every single advanced metric will heavily favor bigs for the fact that yeah. defensive rebounding is heavily applied and they they really take defensive rebounding heavily into a lot of these advanced analytics because ultimately that stops possessions right, right that's it stops stop. offensive rebounding Therefore, you take away a possession from the offense. But Marcus Smart isn't wrong. He was quoted and he said that when I think about the best defensive player, I think about somebody who can switch all five spots. Right. Rudy Gobert can't switch all five spots. And I'm not knocking Rudy. He's one of the best interior defenders of this generation. But it, I think it goes to show that Rudy Gobert being a three-time defensive player of the year, and I'm not saying that Rudy's not an exceptional defender. He is. But... I don't think we've ever looked at Rudy as the best defender, defender in the, the NBA, NBA. Never once. Although he's a three-time defensive player of the year. It was different. With Ben Wallace, we looked at him as he's the best defensive guy. Mm. Dwight Howard, we looked at him. Kawhi Leonard, we, we said that. Draymond, we said that. With Rudy, we don't say that. I, I feel like even though he's a way better defender than Marcus Saul, it's kind of like Mark Gasol's DPOI and Tyson Chandler's, yeah. where you're like, they won, <laughs> it, but they're not the best but defensive is, is player. That, is that because of the change DPOI. of the game? Like, facts. That's exactly why this, I say that, This too. is something I thought about yesterday, mm. because actually, it would counter that point. The game has changed so much in the opposite direction, where... In the 90s, that's the golden age of centers, right? So it would make sense for more big men to win that award because they are guarding those great dominant centers. Great point. In this era, in this era where we don't have six to eight dominant centers, we have about three, four of them, and I would say only three offensive ones in Cat and Bede and Jokic. I don't classify Bam as a great offensive player who's a dominant force. Guards and forwards should be heavily favored in this era where there is more switchability, where there are more gifted perimeter players. They should be valued more as defenders. Agreed. I wholeheartedly agree. That, yeah, that's, this is going to be one of my, my main points in my argument. To a degree, I understand the big man's getting love because some of these big men are versatile. They can play the perimeter. They can play down low. They're, like you, like you mentioned, the eyes of the defense. They sit and they really direct traffic. They direct their guys of where to go, the positions, watching out for screens. They're they're calling out these guys to make sure that they're in position to be successful on defense. But to your, to your point 100%, this is an era where a lot of offense is relied upon jump shots. And who are these guys defending on these jump shots? The guards. I feel like... Everything you're saying is fact. Marcus Smart has been fantastic around the perimeter. His versatility is definitely strong. But the reason why I, I, I don't like the comment is because there are still great big man defenders that we, we just can't overlook just because it, it they're, they're big men. They're, it, they didn't win this award just because they're a big man. They won their award because they're amazing at defense. It, are they are they elite because of Marcus Smart's versatility or Rob Williams' versatility? Marcus both. Smart is the most important player defensively for them. I but just, both, I think I feel no. like they took it that two, next level because of Robert Williams' versatility. They took it that next level. Marcus Smart has always been an elite yeah. defender, but yeah. I think they took in that level because Robert Williams' versatility on defense has been elite. I think... They've taken that level for a variety of reasons. Rob Williams has been a huge part of that, but it's been their improvement communicating what they need to do defensively. And who leads that? It's not just Mark, Robert Williams. I'm not it's a whole thing. Oh, I mean, rotations saying, is a team thing. It's not just one guy calling everything enough. out. But Marcus Smart is fourth in 
terms of every single player in the NBA that switches on on-ball screens. He's switched on 400 on-ball screens with ball handlers. That's fourth most. The Celtics have allowed 80.87 points per possession in those in those switches, which is below league average. So Marcus Smart is one of the more switchable players. He guards centers, power forwards on a nightly basis he's been and holds that. them down. He's been doing that. And he's a 6'3 guy. Like he's he's, he's he, not the tallest guy, but he's strong. But I don't I don't want I don't want to say perimeter defense is because it's not because not every guy is Marcus Smart. You know, not every guy is going to be switching on point guard, shooting guard, small forward power. Not every guy is going to be able to lock down the best perimeter players. So how can you be DPOI? How can you be the best defensive player on the year? How can you win? How can you win three? And not be the best defensive player in the NBA. I'll tell you what, I don't necessarily agree with that statement. Like, we could have made a claim that Rudy Gobert was the best defensive player, at least one of those three years. Yeah, that the first one, that's it. That's it. The best defender. Even last year, you could have argued that he was the best he defender. He wasn't the best defender Who was last better year? than him last year? I think Giannis might have been better. Giannis I think Draymond a, was better. Draymond, Giannis, Draymond has always been a better. Draymond's I think a better, Draymond's a better defender. Draymond's a regular season. Draymond's again, a better. We're talk, now you're taking the playoffs into account, which is fine. What? Draymond didn't understand. make the playoffs last no, year. No, I'm saying Giannis. I'm not taking Giannis's playoff run into account. Okay, okay. So now I can adjust my statement. We're just taking off in the terms of let's look at what the Jazz did and one of the main reasons why they were so successful. Rudy Gobert and his presence down low. There had to be some kind of acknowledgement. But that was in, also why they couldn't stop anything. In what sense? They can't stop anything because Rudy or because Rudy. they don't have a stopper. Right, because... Was it Rudy's forced, fault that Terrence Mann was hitting three after three after three? He, in did, the he dunked on him, though. <laughs> was that none, okay. No, he drove <laughs> no, on him. It's just funny. I remember as soon as he said it. No, Terrence Mann drove on him baseline and dunked on him. Because he's trying to close out, but he, he made a good <laughs> no, that move. Was no, no, like Yo. I understand that most of those are missed assignments, but Rudy Gobert was the the in front of Terrence Mann for we a lot of we, those baskets. No, for sure. But what is he supposed to do? He can't really guard on the perimeter. That's my point. But again, but why is that on him? He's a big. Though. So so all right. Can so Dwight you're Howard me do that, that when he won wait, three I, years wait, in a row? Wait, but he can chase you off the three, so, and so, that's all you needed a so, big so, to do. So and Rudy can't even do that. What do you mean by chase you off the three? Explain chase, that to me. Okay, Rudy's not we, a horrible. In the NBA now, defender. in the He's NBA not. now, guards count by threes. Uh huh. They mirror the game after to be the best three course, point shooter or best score, right? So if you can chase a guard out of their comfortable spot as a big man, you've done your job defensively. In the sense of you just get a hand in their face, you just put a body right, or if you just make that shot uncomfortable. I haven't Rudy seen Rudy. Do that? No, he does not. In the paint, he does. In the paint, he does. I'm talking about when he's when they finally get Rudy to come off of that big, and he's one on one with the guard that wants him. He's the guard wants him. He wants Rudy because he's too. You're, they making, don't you're, want making, Bam. you're making a great point, but they don't want this Bam. is this is they don't want Robert going away Rambles. from the original conversation because the original conversation was you saying Rudy was the best defender for at least one of those, maybe the first one, but. Maybe. He won last year. Do you think he was a better defender than Draymond Green last season? I think last year you can make that that claim. That Rudy Gobert was the best defender in you the could. NBA last you season. You could, hundred percent. I don't think so. I think Draymond Green. He played a huge part in in, in the Utah. Being I think the Giannis. One Draymond seed. Green to Giannis, me. Giannis is the one I put right there. That's for me personally. And you honestly, think Giannis last year, is the better defender than Draymond? Last season, I would yeah. say yeah. Last year, yeah. I think Draymond is the best defender in the NBA. He's not winning DPOY, but he's the he's best not, defender in the NBA. It's not a, it's not he's a crazy the best claim. In the NBA. It's not a crazy claim. No. It's like, a bro, crazy claim right now. 
Now, when he was playing, when he uh, right, right, right now, now he was, yeah, right now does. it's a crazy clip. But when he was, he healthy, was running now, he away was with the award before he got hurt. I agree. Like, ru- like he was running injury, away with the award. Joel, before the injury, I shake your hand, hundred percent. But even like last, now, even last season, when you look at the Warriors, they had a top four defensive rating with Draymond Green, and that was with the Warriors team that we looked as mid, not talented. They were, they were like number one this year, clear before he messed up his back and got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like they were clearly number no, one. No, no disagreement. So there. that's why I just. Rudy Gobert has never felt like the best defensive player in the NBA to me. And when you're, what you're talking about going on to the perimeter and making guards uncomfortable, I think it speaks volumes. Although the advanced analytics favor Rudy and say he's this great defender, and I'm not knocking that he is. Okay, no. NBA players openly mock Rudy Gobert and challenge him and don't respect him defensively. Some of the top stars. So let me ask you a question. Because of that, I, I have to take that into so, account. So you would, but I don't, that's weird because the numbers tell you Rudy Gobert defensively is a monster in the regular season. But the players tell you, oh, we don't really respect him. But when they, you get on the court, the, the numbers are telling you it's, that's whatever they're saying doesn't really make sense. So if we're saying, oh, we don't think Rudy Gobert should be defensive player of the year, but the numbers are telling you, well, look what he's doing at a historic pace. Then where does the award go? In you want to you want to know why it's tough? It's tough to gauge that because although the all these advanced analytics show us these things, there are examples that our eyes have shown us from so what should we games or series that we just, see we, Rudy struggle? Should we let the players vote who's the defense? Well, I mean, player? there's not really a numerical stat for great defense. Like the, the, you, there's things that you can do that uphold like a great defensive a status yeah. but you, there's not a numerical stat that says i'm this great defender no you got to watch that guy to see who, who's he take. doing it against <clears throat> a great so take. marcus smart he's been doing it against a lot of guys since 2022 started just saying like it's a great take number one defense robert williams is doing the same thing right next to him switching off on everything chasing guys off the three making everybody uncomfortable so what about bam a person who can guard the perimeter but no what about a person who can guard the perimeter and versatility is so because if you if if we're going to give marcus smart his credit for versatility we have to look at somebody who can not only guard pick and rolls guard the perimeter their best star doesn't matter who it is and also guard the rim and on help side that player definitely gets favored but what i will say what i will say to that is that's why I feel like there should be two separate defensive well, but, but, player of the year. But Bam to go would probably get positions. credited because he does both. Is first team all defense not enough? No, it's not enough. Why people though? want the That's award? That's a huge the award is a big thing. That, you get an award for that. You don't get an award for a first team. You do. You do not. You, you do. You don't get an award for a first team. So you just get like you the get acknowledgement. you get an acknowledgement that you've made the defensive first team. I'm you only get an award for a trophy, an I mean, MVP, that is. a DPOI. I no, think it's that not is a trophy. a trophy. It's not a trophy. You gotta I think you get up. something that says... It's probably like, like a sticker. But oh, what, no, this no, is the NBA. Come on, bro. The responsibilities of bigs and guards and forwards are so different in that guards and sticker? forwards are checking... Guards and forwards are checking <laughs> the best players in the NBA, where centers are helping on those players. That's what the center's supposed to do. That's why I think it, it's... I would love for a different format to happen when it pertains to this award and maybe have two awards awarded to one guards and forwards and another one to big forwards and centers. So what is the criteria when Rudy Gobert is getting these DPOIs? Like, is it numbers? Statistically, when he's off field the court, they're horrible. Yeah, field goal percentage around the rim, blocks. So we can opponent all agree, rebounding. opponent true shooting, stuff like that. Drew, we can all agree 
Rudy Gobert has never been the best defensive player in the league. Can we I agree? I think he's been There's one, an argument like for it, but can we agree? Like definitively, he's never been the best? Yes. Definitively, no, he's never been that. the best. I can't agree to that. I think defen- I think Draymond's always in a conversation. Listen, last year Kawhi you could have argued it. Giannis, like you mentioned, his first defensive player of the year, you Kawhi, could argue wait, it. When, when was Rudy's first EPOI? If that was when Kawhi was healthy, he was no way the best defensive player in the year. My point, and Kawhi doesn't guard the rim, He won one, then Draymond won one. So Kawhi won back-to-back 2014-15, 2015-2016. Draymond won 2016-2017. Draymond won 2017-2018. And then Rudy Gobert started winning. So Rudy went back-to-back, then Giannis, then Rudy Rudy Gobert won the year Kawhi won the championship. 2019? Toronto. You told me his defense was mid that year. Who? So I'll tell you what. Kawhi? You did tell me that. Who's defense? You told me in Toronto his his defense was mid that year. I said he had help. You know that. No, you no. You mid? told me his, he was playing mid defense throughout the regular season because he was he wasn't going hard. He was coasting. He that's, was coasting. Oh, that's, that's what you told me. He was coasting. And then in the playoffs is when you saw. But we we know when Kawhi Kawhi. decides to, he's the best. Yeah. It's, it's not about a win. No, no. It's about no, no. We're not going to give him a guy an award because he decides to play defense. Was he was not playing that's defense right. that regular season? Let's not get sidetracked. He wasn't playing defense. Let's not get sidetracked. That first season, Kawhi did not play. Oh, okay. He so Rudy Gobert won when he won 2017-2018. Then he won back to back that 2018-2019, which is Kawhi's championship. I think Gobert was the best defender. One of those, I would say, and my, you could argue too. I think his first defensive player you have of the year. To argue all year. three, agreed, agreed. but no, I but think Kawhi, one is yeah. a firm. Like he was definitely the best for one of them. That's insane if he wasn't the best for one. I agree. Of them. I agree. Maybe not two. What year? Well, 2017-2018. And you could argue last year he was the best defensive player in the league. Last year? Last year. No. I thought Giannis. No, I thought Draymond. I picked Draymond to win the award. Okay. I thought Draymond. Did Draymond, I Draymond finish Giannis top three? Draymond, I think he finished top three. Ben Simmons top. was two. Oh, my God. Never mind. I'm pretty sure Giannis was probably top three. Gobert's a better defender than Simmons? It's a great question, man. That is a great question. Let's think about that. He's not. Oh, my God. Ben Simmons is He's not. overrated <laughs> on defense. No, I mean Simmons is oh, not right. a better defender. Than <laughs> that's what I mean. Got him. Yeah, that's what I actually. It's mean. a good what, question. What's up? Mm. What? What's your answer? Uh, I like last season. Back. I take my because back. Simmons Simmons gets cooked by centers all the time and bigger players. Yeah, he cannot guard bigs, but he puts guards in what? Trey gave him four. Trey gave him. He he put him in hell. Kawhi put him in a blender sauce. So all that defensive guru. That's Kawhi Leonard. Don't do that. If you're that guy, you're that guy. Don't do that. It's close. I'm going to go Gobert, but last fair. season... Can't listen fair. to him. He's a Ben Stan. I'm going to go Gobert. Well, I said Gobert. I said Gobert. Shut your ass up, man. Moving off from defense, we're going to talk about a team that doesn't play much of it. The Sixers. Oh. Right now, it feels <laughs> <No>. like... <laughs> that is feel, ironic. Similar to the Heat, it feels like they are imploding a little bit. Not as much, though, because Doc Rivers called out James Harden in a way... He said that it was more James Harden than what Detroit was doing when they lost to the wow. Pistons. And the question is, do you think either Doc Rivers or James Harden are more of the problem in Philly currently? Keith, I feel like you have something to say when it pertains to this. I'm handing it all first. <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll say this. What will you say? Doc Rivers isn't the best coach by any means, No. But in this situation specifically, Harden's play has been inconsistent. There's some nights where he drops 30 effortlessly. There's some nights he's shooting under 20% from the field. But you can never fail with him to at least put up a near triple-double. We had this statement said on the show a little bit, I want to say a few shows ago, where he's becoming Russell Westbrook slowly but surely. Oh, my God. 
and, and that is such a strong thing to say. And I don't mean it in an ill way, but it's getting to that point where you said that. If, no, 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 it was no, no. said on the show. Right now, though. We we, oh. we spoke about that. Doesn't that. Hurt me. No, I'm, and I don't mean it to. I'm not. No, I'm talking about. No, I know. said that. You said that. I might have. I said it the other day. Oh damn! No, it you was. Think so? no, I said no. he's reaching that level. What happened? What happened? <laughs> it was a someone said that on Twitter, and then we brought it up oh, in the show. Fuck. Like he's trending in that direction, hey, and I Westbrook. don't, and I don't necessarily disagree in the sense of the stat line's always gonna look good. He's averaging twenty. He has. He's. I want to say second right now in assists in the NBA with ten point one. and eight. I got he, you. Like his stat line is pristine, but then you really dig deep into 33 it. splits. That's that's where I really struggle with. His efficiency is too inconsistent night in, night out. And when you need him to really be that guy that gets the, the engine going, of course you have MB, but at the same time, you need both these guys clicking on all cylinders if you want to, to see Philadelphia be that dominant team in the East that we at least believe that they can be, given the fact that they have two... Well, you have at least Embiid, who's a top five ball player, <laughs> but then you have James Harden, who's at minimum a top 13 ball player in, in the NBA. And in a, in a few in a in a past MVP, I think do I blame Doc Rivers to a degree? Yes, because we know his history. We've seen that he has a history of of putting players in in, in wrong spots and not maximizing their their abilities. But right now, I look at James Harden, and he's his own coach to a degree. He he understands that he has the keys to the offense. He's allowed to facilitate it as 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 much as he wants to. And I need to see him take on more responsibility. I need to see his play continue to be consistent before I can place blame on anyone else but him. James Harden is the one to blame for the Sixers' um, recent struggles. And I think he's going to be the one to blame for the Sixers not reaching their maximum potential. Doc Rivers has blown multiple series. There's no doubt about that. Harden also isn't the best in his playoff history, although I think those performances are a bit overblown and people do the shed light one? on those. No, I'm talking about just uh, playoffs. Just those, oh, I'm those sorry. Playoff I chokes gotcha. that Harden yeah, yeah, yeah. has. There are a few of those that are super bad, but the rest aren't as bad as people like to make it out to be. I'm with you. But that being said, James Harden has had arguably one of the more historic five-year peaks a player has ever had in NBA history. Offensively, the step backs, the usage being so high. I think Luka right now is playing similar to how Harden played back in Houston. We know Harden right now is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's still nursing it. He's a player that historically has not taken the greatest care of his body. He's a player that historically has not performed at a better level than how he performs in a regular season, although he puts the bar very high. In the regular season, he averages 30, 29, 35. He's never averaged over 35 once in the, in the playoff run, he averaged that in a season. With that being said, I feel like James Harden right now, you watch him, he's not the same player. His first step is not there. He's passive. He's a pass-first point guard who's very turnover-prone. His passes are lazy. It's as simple as that. You'll see the occasional highlight, multiple highlights, in fact, of Harden making these exceptional passes in the pick-and-roll to Embiid. It looks effortless. Then there are some times where he's just lazy with the ball and he doesn't put enough force and he doesn't think about it. And that's why he averages more than four turnovers a game. And that's a big, that that's a large number for somebody who has the ball that much. Since starting 4-0, the Sixers are 7-8. and eight. James Harden, 33% of his points come off free throws. 
he has not adjusted his game. And I know we don't talk about these new rules because it feels like players have adjusted past it. I don't feel like Harden has adjusted to these new rules. You still see him trying to foul bait. And I think that's been a knock on many Harden critics his entire career that he doesn't assert himself without trying to draw fouls continuously. James Harden is an all-time great player. We're seeing the downfall of James Harden right now. We're never going to see Houston James Harden again. We're we're not going to see that, and that's the truth of it. He's a player who's 32 years old. He doesn't take care of his body. He is notoriously known for hanging out with rappers and going clubbing and doing a lot of late-night stuff. And when you're younger, you can get away with it. But right now at 32 years old, LeBron is an anomaly. What he's doing doesn't happen. Players regress around this age. We've seen it with Westbrook. He's around this age. We're going to see it with Harden. We're starting to see it with Harden. Harden right now is lowering. He's not a MVP superstar level player anymore. He's just not. You know it's as simple as that. He's not, and he's still 20, a walking 23, 10, and 8. It's because of his usage, and that's as simple as that. I don't you, know. you, look, you look at James Harden. Four of Russell his, Westbrook. You look, at, you, look, you look at James Harden, four of his last 12 games, he shot 27% from the field or worse. In his prime years, the heyday of when he was scoring 30 and 40 and 50, everybody knows him for a step back three. Now I want to ask you guys a question. What do you think Harden shoots on step back threes percentage-wise? Right now? Just in his peak in Houston. Probably like 33, 32, maybe less. I don't think it was efficient. He shoots 35%. Was, God didn't give me a chance. His career three-point <laughs> no. percentage has been 35% around there. So he's never been an elite shooter. He's the only player oh my to Lord. take. He's never been an elite three-point shooter. Never been an elite shooter. Has he ever been an elite three-point shooter? By the numbers, I mean, not. He's I mean, never we're been. Talking, I guess because he takes him so much in volume. We're talking about a guy who's number three all-time. We're time. talking Isn't about. number three all- Okay, yeah, you're right. And guess what? He's number three all-time because of volume. Mm. He's the only player in history, to take 200-plus threes in every season of their career and not shoot 40% once. He's not a great three-point... He's not a sharp shooter, three-point shooter. He's not... Steph has a high volume. He's a great three-point shooter. You're talking about the greatest Clay has... Okay. And you're you're talking about... We we talk about... way different. Although Harden is third on that list behind Steph and Reggie Miller... Is Dame Dame a a better shooter than... He's a better shooter than Harden. Ray Allen is a better shooter than Harden. Harden is third all time, but he's not a better shooter he than Ray Allen. He's way more than uh, Reggie. Like, he's not a three. better shooter than Peja Sojakovic. He's not an elite shooter from three. I would put him. Team. I would say he's elite, he's but he's not team. as good as the other elites. He's not an elite shooter from three. Thirty-five percent. You're the third most. Wait, thirty-five percent is league average. No, yeah, I agree. That's his career average. He's a, how was that? A, how was that a great? He's a good shooter. shooter. He's shooter. number three all time. Like you got to give him because of volume. I understand. Of volume. Yes, but still, he still has what the second highest most threes made in a season. Just, also, just because you take them doesn't mean you have to make them. So you still have to hit those shots. Just because he's taking a lot of shots, he still has to hit. Them. You're you know right, I mean? but it's the volume. Thirty five percent. Thirty five percent of them go in. Like KD. Got- is a way better shooter than James Harden. Oh, 35 with that volume is still pretty decent. Good, yeah. I All would, these I players. Would, he didn't say he was a bad shooter. He said he was a good shooter. No, I, he's not an elite nah, shooter. But that's what I'm saying. I still would classify him as elite. Like, that's what ridiculous. Curry, no, what Curry's doing, there's a reason why he gets everybody. As everybody we classify greatest. as elite has shot 40% at least one time. That's a fact. You, you get called an elite shooter when you hit that 40 Dame? mark. Uh, as Dame did 40? And Dame's an elite shooter. He's never touched 40. 
I thought Dame touched forty once. I know. I'm asking about James. Never. James has never touched. I don't. Even he's think never he, shot forty percent. Has he even shot thirty eight, thirty nine? I think he has. He might have when he was in Brooklyn in that short stint. I'm about to come through for us. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like we letting Doc Rivers off the hook, man. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, I feel you. No, no, no. There's. They're 100 percent right. The highest he ever shot was 39 percent. 2011. Six man of the year. Yep. I ain't counting that. I'm talking about him as the man. Highest he ever shot as Houston. the man. 37. 2018-2019 season. Good. So shooter. look at this. That was WTF, Just, right? I think so. I mean, bro, we're talking about his attempts. 2017 that, was that? And that year that he shot 37%, he's taking 13 threes a game. Let me ask what you year something. 2018-2019. Let me ask you something. Do you think James Harden is a better three-point shooter than LeBron James? Yes. Yeah. I don't think he is. I think LeBron is actually a better three-point shooter. I think that's Not gonna lie. a little crazy. I think he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a little LeBron crazy. LeBron for his career shoots 38% from three. But he doesn't shoot as much as Harden. But as of recently, he's picked up his volume and he's, he's still been shot better. High he's clip. been really good as of late. Yes. I would not say he's a better three point shooter. I think shooter LeBron than Harden. is one of the more underrated three point shooters of our time. I but don't surely. disagree. I don't disagree. People think he can't shoot. He can shoot. No, the, uh, people that think they don't shoot don't watch basketball. Right. My point being, I just think that given the volume, you can't necessarily look at that field goal percentage and 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 really. LeBron good. LeBron is top ten all time in three pointers made. Yeah, I mean he's a beast. Is he an elite three point shooter? No, but he's top ten. James Harden is number three. <laughs> he's not an elite. He's not an elite three point shooter. He's number three LeBron, now. Well, he's also number ten. Nineteen years Would in. Would you call Kyle Culver a better three point shooter than James Harden? Yeah, he's behind because that was his job. He's behind Harden. I understand. But I'm classifying him as elite, but there's still shooters that can be elite and be better than him. I wouldn't say he's elite, though. But, you know, we're nitpicking. I think, yeah, elite is, elite is shooting over 40% for your career from three. I mean, but again, we're talking that, about that's someone That's what I think is elite. The NBA completely changed, and him and Steph Curry are, 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 are part of that revolution where Steph Curry gets all the credit for sure, but you still had James Harden in that line of seeing, wow, Steph Curry is taking a lot of threes and is translating to, to more points put on the board. I should follow that blueprint. And he he didn't do it as good as Curry, but he did as good of a job as you could in, in mimicking that. It hurt Harden's game. In hindsight, it hurt Harden's game. We're talking about MVP. Why are we letting Doc Rivers off the hook, man? Go ahead, please tell us. Like I feel like, tell us. bro, this man has been gifted elite team after, after elite that's team how I feel. after elite that's team, how I feel, and bro. it's just like he has one ring. But at like, this point, right now, look at Harden's incomplete ring. Game. All right. We're talking about right now. Look, we're talking about right now this team with Philadelphia. I'm not, we're not talking about the, the grand hook. scheme of things. I'm not letting him off the hook with this team. Because if we're talking about no, the whole sprint right now, though, look at James Harden. He's been so inconsistent. Doc Rivers definitely eight. has blame, and I don't think he's the coach to take a team to the championship. I agree. But the thing that bothers me about James Harden is that when things don't go his way, he pouts. Yeah, that's true. Doc Rivers is probably getting fired after this season. But I feel like and Daryl Morey is going to bring a coach that James Harden wants when, and Embiid, right? When things, and Embiid, of when things don't go Doc way, he blames a player. I'm not saying you're wrong, but did he blame a player? And and he blamed Clippers? Paul George in the bubble. Okay. Then he blamed yep. Ben Simmons. Yes, and it's like, yeah, I get it, but where's your adjustment skills? You're mm-hmm. a, a vet. Like, where's your adjustment right. skills? Where's let's, your attention really... to detail? Like, it's it's the little things that are reasons why Greg Popovich has five championships. Reason why Phil has all. They were like, not supposed to lose to Atlanta. Let's adjust it quick. Hundred percent, they should not have lost to Atlanta. They shouldn't have lost to Denver. They should, oh no, no, no! You, like, but you, keep but it, you like, can also come on, You bro. can also acknowledge that Paul George was not who they were expecting. Yeah, and, to be. and keeping Montrezl Harrell for that Agreed. long is not Paul George's fair fault. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not. Fair enough. It's I agree with what not. you're saying, yep. but at the same time, no, Harden has to be better. Harden too. has yeah. pouted, and Doc Rivers is probably gone from Philly. Yeah, 
I would well, say right now my That's Mike Boonoser. I would say happen. my my betting favorite right now to be the next head coach for Philly is Mike D'Antoni. It's got to be. But I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. What are we, we going to run? Stop this catering to him. Where is he right now? Brooklyn? James Harden has yeah. been catered to no, almost his entire he's career. He's not in Brooklyn anymore? No. They fired him? They didn't fire him. He just left. Really? Yeah, but he was there for only one season, not there. Wow, I thought he was there. He's the been whole getting time. catered to his entire career. I'm tired matter, of it, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, is that I know that out. we like Harden. Maybe I know like this going back to what we said. Carl Malone, I don't view as a top ten scorer all time. He's not a top ten offensive player all time. I think but I he's can. He's an name, elite scorer. You can say that a lot of his points came from go. pick and roll. I don't know. That's tough, Joel. New Orleans. Tough. He's not a top ten scorer all the time. Yeah, that that is tough. Offensive um, player, I don't think so. Okay, I think, offensive player, I could yeah, dig well, that. Offensive, offensive, player, yes. well, offensive player, score. I mean, come on, it's like nah, goes, but now you bring no, no, passing no, no, no. into it automatically. He's a big, oh. so it's it's different. You can't. It's different. You can't put him. I can probably name ten scores. And Tony's the assistant so? coach yeah. in New Orleans because his versatility. Well, first MJ, Duh. LeBron, Duh. Kobe, yeah. KD, Okay, Steph is a better scorer. Harden, Wilt, Okay, Kareem. Um. As a score, Larry Bird, Kareem, Kareem. That's like eight right there. I think that's nine actually. So I just I need one nine. more. All right, I would. Allen Iverson. I think you can. No, score. Yeah, no. Because yeah. of his versatility. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's yes, fine. But, that's fine. Yeah. That's, no, a that's score. just, that's just a t- it's just tough to wrap around when yeah. he's the second. He has the most second most points. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I've never viewed Harden as an elite three point shooter. I don't oh. like. I don't think he's. An, I don't think. Am I've I never viewed him as an elite three point shooter? Am I? Just a little bit. Elias. I mean, it's all wordplay. Elite means best it's all of word the best play. shooters yeah, in the NBA. What? I mean, was he not one of the nobody's best? He's a great shooter. I, I don't think nobody's ever called him, wow, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. I no, can't. but he's nobody's, one of the greatest shooters in the NBA. He's a great shooter, yeah. I don't agree with that. But nobody's ever said, yo, James Harden is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. His uh, name comes like fair. 10 every year. Like, we know it's Steph. We know it's Clay. We know it's Dane. We know it's KD. Kyrie's a better shooter than James oh, yeah. Harden. Facts. Um... I can name some more. We're talking about like when him in Houston, or we're talking about him now. Him Houston is or in the st- grand scheme of things. In, him in Houston, Houston was everybody was he just named still shoots better. Ah, uh, Kyrie, I don't know if he's a better. Kyrie's not a better shooter. shooter. What? Than Harden. Oh no, nah. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Kawhi's a better shooter than Harden as well. <laughs> See, that's another one. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't 40% know. Paul George, is, Paul George is a better shooter. Paul George than, is a better um, shooter. Harden. Harden. I'll take that. I hate Paul George, but yo, he's like a I classify Harden in the same. He's a great shooter. In the Harden same is the second most threes Bill. made in a season yeah. ever. <laughs> I know y'all like him. The volume. So what if it's the volume? We're talking again, bro. It, bro, bro, all those guys have the same volume, bro. They, um, relatively, most no, of them. They those don't guys, have. They don't have the same volume, but their their volume is pretty high, bro. Like, if you're going to bro, shoot that many this threes, is insane. Like the the most threes ever made in a season. You have Steph Curry with 402. That'll never be touched. Number two. What you again? Steph Curry is the greatest ever. But you're you're, you're what you're you greatest keep yelling ever. us. You, you keep telling us about what he's done in totality. Greatest, yes, greatest shooter. What he's done in totality. Tell you about yeah, I know, I know. What the right, percentage so let me, is, I want to finish. James Harden, three hundred seventy-eight. Next year, three. Uh, excuse me, not next year. Excuse me. Next is Curry with three fifty-four. Curry three thirty-seven. Curry, 324. 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, 40%, Harden, 99. You notice there's two names in there. Yeah. And Harden well, and, and Curry. Harden was at 36, 37 To say he's not that's elite. That's not elite, who, bro. With the volume, it is elite. elite. No, it's not with elite, With the volume, bro. it is elite. You're looking at Curry, who has the volume and is better than Harden, and you're he's allowing that shooter. to cloud your judgment No, it's not with just Harden, that. I'm looking at has he hasn't shot 40%, bro. Curry is top five all-time three-point percentage. Say that one more time. Curry, the reason why he's 
saying that with Curry. It's not him being biased about Curry. It's not, him. No, who's saying he's no, being biased? It's about him saying Curry is top five all time in three point percentage. No, I understand because he, there's Curry, a reason Curry why can take we third, look at Curry like he is the greatest shooter ever. So because by your he has so by your by your he, analysis by your stats that you just brought up your volume and taking a take into account all that volume. Oh, he makes all these threes. Then for you, James Harden is top three all time three point shooter. I don't think he's saying that though. That is not what I'm saying. I think what he's saying, right? The reason why Harden no, 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 no. has this, those this records is what he's saying. because Ray Allen saying. didn't shoot that many threes. This is what he's saying. The era was different. This is what he's saying, right? For the guys we're comparing him to that doesn't that don't have this volume, right? They're shooting say seven threes and make three, four, right? You're right. Now if he's shooting, I'm gonna make up a number. No, you don't the, have to because he shot seven threes in 2013, 2014. He shot 36. percent He shot seven threes the next year. He shot 37. percent He shot six threes the two years before that. He shot 36. percent So even at a low volume, he shot eight threes. He shot 35. So even at a low what's volume, the most he's ever attempted ten. No, but even no, at a low, the most he ever attempted was 13. 13 pardon me, 13. And that was the year that yeah, he has yes, the number two most even on a low volume. He shot the 13, same and percentage, and that's his career high in in, in three point bro, percentage. You don't, you don't think, yo, bro? You don't Is it think, really? Yes. That's his career high in three-point percentage this season where he had 13 attempts you don't, a game. You don't think that all those records are going to be shattered in, in Houston. 10 years? By who? Trey Young. Mm. Yeah. He could. That wasn't all those, best year. No, definitely. Bro, in Houston. But why? No, but, it was uh, 2015. But why are all those records going to be shattered? Because volume. the volume. Not we know, we know okay, no, Reggie Miller and Ray Allen are better shooters saying, than James Harden. I'm still saying he's an elite shooter. No, but I get it. But his, even on low Ray volume, a better he's, shooter. A, he's a regular shooter. Ray, Reggie Miller, too. He's not an off-the-dribble shooter. What? That has, to go, that has to go what, in account. What did you say? Who's not an off-the-dribble shooter? Reggie Miller. What are you talking about? Bro, he's creating his own shot like Harden? No, he's not going, like Harden, but he okay, can do but it. That, but that's don't do that. Bro, he can do it, bro. bro. Don't, just because he can't do like Harden, bro. No, because y'all just like foregoing like, yo, yeah, like Reggie's just a better shooter than Harden. He wait, is. wait, what are you saying though? <laughs> I'm not saying he's not. <laughs> oh, okay. He so I'm just saying like y'all just say that like it's foregone. It like is. we can't even think about it. You can't. I don't think about, think about it. it. What's wrong? Come on. Harden's going tween tween step back. Like he's taking 13 threes. Scores. We just saw the stats, bro. We just saw the stats. Harden's better a better score than Volume thing. Like, come on, bro. I don't. But he shot his career high three point percentage. That wasn't even off track. We're off track a lot. That wasn't Let's even. Back that, to that wasn't. Back that to wasn't Philly. even. <laughs> no, you're right. But that wasn't even an elite percentage, though. It wasn't an elite that's percentage. Great, that's a great percentage. It's that's a great. It's an, it's not elite. Yeah, it's a great percentage. For Thirteen attempts. Like I he give shot, him that but respect. He, I'm t- I just told you he on right, a low so go, what's volume. Young, he's at thirty-seven. If, if you tell me so that it didn't, Trae, it didn't really matter what you, volume it is. Look, Trey Young last season. If he had a better three-point percentage than Harden that season, I'll but shake you, your hand. What you just said is a fact, though, bro. What the last statement? Nobody heard what he just said. What? Even if it's volume, high volume or no volume, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. His percentage doesn't change. It's 37, 36. Now he's a great shooter. Now. You can make that argument for guys that take a lot, but you can't make that argument for guys that don't take a lot because hey, you give don't. Me exa- give me a player. Exactly. Okay, like a guy like I don't know Peja Stojakovic who doesn't shoot the ball every time down. He's not the main. He's not the focal point of the offense I like hope, Harden is. I hope you're not trying to tell me Harden shoots better than Peja. No, but oh, okay. what I'm no, Trent, I'm not. Trent, no, right, but what I'm, what I'm just trying to say to you guys is that like yo volume, even though like it's like yeah, he's taking more. So he should be making more. Well, that's and, not always the case. Well, well, let me, well we're I, just talking about three point shooting just, and who's has. I just want to say this. I just want to say this real quick because I had Paige out stock. He he's also took in that Harden type of volume early in his career and 
Page off shot, 40%, 43%, 40%, 41%, 38, So Harden has took that type of volume, but obviously the league has changed and now he's taking more. But when Page took Harden, when they both had the same volume, Page shooting 40%. Serious question. This is the th- is Page number one? No. And that's in terms what I'm of what? Saying. Can I ask you, how, what was his field being goal? The number one that scorer. doesn't matter. Just about when they come up the court, they shooter. call a play for him. What in was, Sacramento, he gets the first play. What was that's, his field goal attempt you know per that. game? You know that. Don't do that. What was Who his was there field goal attempt per game? It was him, Weber, Bibby. Listen to what you just said. Gets, what do you mean? Weber, Weber's no, he averaged 20, no, there was a year where he averaged 20 points in the NBA. It wasn't a year. There was 24 points per game year. He's the number one option on that No, not the number one option, but he gets plays called So you think Harden's an elite three-point shooter? That's all we're talking about No, I think he's a great three-point shooter. I think you guys are trying to play him. No, I think you guys are trying to play him. You're saying he's shooting average levels, but he's shooting 13. That's for Dick. That's game. his game. I don't know why he's doing that. Yeah, because he completely... He 37%? He That's com- three he off completely, of 40. He completely removed the mid-range step, from his game. And ultimately, that's hurting his game down the line. I mean, you guys went to the second round. I mean, excuse me, the conference finals with one of those years of him doing that. That's because that was his absolute prime. But now, but again, we're, we see, we're, we're but taking if his you whole see, career Okay, into but if account. you see Harden now, you're like... Now. If, if you, not even Steph takes 13. But threes. even at that time, when He's you never watch... Taken it. He's even never at taken that time... That, never? Right He's never taken 13 threes. I'm stunned. Be, be honest with me. Do you guys not watch Harden... And sometimes be like, you had the open mid range. Why didn't you take it? Yes, I'd watch that with a lot. I say that with a lot of players, though. Right. A lot of you're players. You're right, but with that. Harden, it's like, yeah. you, it happens a lot. He makes the game a lot more difficult than what it really needs to be sometimes. All this to say, why are you looking at me? Because I thought you were going to say a bad take. You know, no, you know that no, season. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm tired of this argument because. This isn't the first time like we've talked off camera. You know that series that, that Harden season, his shot chart was threes. Oh yeah, that shot layups chart was and that's disgusting. It. That's, he had no shots around anywhere. There's just threes and layups. All this to say, Doc Rivers and Harden needs to step it up and get better as men. Oh no doubt, individually, no doubt. Better Definitely as a doubt. coach, better as a player, because it's like they're they're ruining they're they're gonna ruin Embiid's prime, and I I I feel like that's messed up for him because he comes to play every night. He comes to play hard every single night, and he puts he's playing with. It. Bad knees and all that. And Doc Rivers, his adjustment sucks. And Harden, he's playing lots of days ago. He needs to get better. This week in the NBA, this week in the NBA, I have something that happened. Killian Hayes (laughs) had a breakout performance. No, bro, his stat line's crazy. He had 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 8 assists against the G League Thunder, who everybody's out. Lou Dort's out. Shea is out. Giddy's out. Everybody's Rose out. just told me he had a Luka Doncic stat line. Yeah. And they called it so, crazy. And Pistons fans, after that stat line happened, everybody on Twitter was like, we, we told, told you he was going to be good. Oh, <laughs> He was like, Killian, Killian Hayes has reached his 82-game rookie season mark. He's going to be a breakout star next season. He's the future with Cade. No, but yeah, it was it was pretty good performance by Killian Hayes. Hopefully, you know, he moves upward from this. So it was okay. I think it was cool. How was he in the NBA? <laughs> his defense apparently and his playmaking that was that was the bright spot he was supposed to be the defensive yeah. playmaking guy uh for me my uh this week in the nba trey young had 30 and 10 this is his 19th time doing it the closest guy doing it is luka Doncic at nine Dude's so Trey Young's been going absolutely insane. Even though they're playing Warriors, he still has the opportunity to get into the playoffs. But shout out to Trey Young. He's going to make all NBA team. He's been amazing. All right. My this week in the NBA, on a sadder note, unfortunately, Robert Williams, torn meniscus. 
one of the defensive anchors, if not the defensive anchor for the Boston Celtics. It's going to be out four to six weeks after needing meniscus surgery. Probably going to miss round one. There's a chance he misses round two, and this is absolutely devastating to Boston and Boston fans. Hopefully he gets back soon because he's a huge part and a huge reason why people, including me, are are so high on on the Boston Celtics. That defensive unit that they have is is fantastic, but only when he's on the floor can it reach the heights that they that they can Aww. reach. My This Week in NBA, piggyback off him with the Celtics. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum doing it again. Talk, yes. Doing it again. Talk, bro. (laughs) Doing it again. Don't do that. What are you talking about? I'm excited. Look, this. I'm the highest on JB at this table. Even though though I said this week, right? But I'm I'm so, like, Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Why are you excited? The Eastern playoffs this year? Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's going to be fun to watch. Come on, man. Let's not get sidetracked, man. Like, I really am looking forward to watching Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do what they do. Finally. They they look like they're comfortable with each other for the first time ever, and mm-hmm. God, oh, you're sick. God for the people. Drew just passed me his phone. You're welcome. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have scored twenty plus in nine straight games. For someone like they can't do it at the same time, Did right? You? We've heard that. Look, look, we've look. heard that. Can't yeah, do it at crazy. the same listen, time. At some point, it was, it was like that. But no, listen, it but gets it, better. Not anymore. We'll just get better. Celtics, they're averaging fifty eight combined, and that's cute. Don't play with them. Don't play one game. Yo, uh, disclaimer, disclaimer. Riv has been the highest on the Celtics all season, more than all of us. However, <laughs> I just need to throw that disclaimer. I told my dude so every time I praise the Celtics. That being said, don't play with their name. You know, Keys, I know you uh sometimes you miss shows because you're a busy man. You have a lot to do. You know, uh-huh. you're 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 a blessed man. You've changed. You're a good man. Talk Let me you. explain to you what these two knuckleheads <laughs> did. <laughs> so, um, Chill, you're going to expose this after I just put the we disclaimer? Had a, we, had a this we had a segment. You're taking your victory. No, no, talk to me. Talk to me. We had a segment. and it This was, guy's grimy and, for this. And the first thing, first thing Joel says was, I'm out on the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> he says that automatically. He says, I'm out. And this guy, this whoa, guy right whoa, here, whoa, whoa, whoa. piggybacks off that. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with the Celtics. This, that, and third. what I said. And, I, and I'm like, nah. You know what I'm saying? No way. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown missed the playoffs. No way. How no way. No way hell. And now all How of a sudden, he's jumping on the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum bandwagon. Yeah, they're locked in. Robert Williams, defensive anchor. It's kind of insane how they just flipped in the middle of the Joel, season. But I just needed please? to let you know the flip-flopping. And I've been here all year. Joel, oh, yeah. can we please? Did you I never? Not? You've always thought they were a playing team, though. You said they were a playing actually, team. Actually, Serge dropped our um, playoff previews. He dropped our seedings. I had Boston at five, actually. Now, mm. I know, but like, yeah. at, but the segments that we've had on I had Boston, Boston High had too. Them as playing early well, in the season. The the episode with who politics, bro? We, we that's talked what we're talking about. about. Our, but we he, talked about no, a plan. You he, were like, they're they're yes, playing team. But they were at the time. That's what they were. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see Boston first round. Cool. Yeah, nah. I mean, the Bulls, we know they're pretenders. I don't want to see Definitely. It. And but, I, yo, wait, wait, wait. Joel, wait, wait. All I I was, yo, like, listen. Last was, time, wait, we, wait, last wait. time we had this, I was excited to see DeRozan and Levine. I know you remember me sitting here like, yo. He just had 50. You were wrong about yep. Lonzo, though. Definitely. And What was you wrong about Lonzo, though? I said that he what was, was going to take, take that, that, that jump and thrive in his role as a traditional point guard. I remember that. He oh. didn't. He had he he shot the ball. He's better. a utility player. Right, he shot the ball better. He, he, he got he hurt. He could be one of the best, thriving. if not the best role player. That's his. I season. think he can. He's he's not thriving, thriving, he got hurt. Huh? He's not. Thriving. He hasn't played he was in this three season. to four thriving? months in that role. Twelve points. Yeah, forty percent. I mean, they were winning. They were winning. Forty-two percent from three. The thriving. The job. Defensive anchor. Correct. He was thriving. Not at all. No, thriving. Lonzo. Lonzo. His rookie year was eleven, seven, and seven. Huh? What's the drop off? Well, when he he hasn't played, and we've our defense hasn't been the same. So. 
Okay. That's the thing. Listen, you can thrive in your role playing role. Yes, hundred percent. Especially if y'all win. They are. That's a huge part of I it. I mean what happened? What was the Bulls are pretenders. We know that. It's killing me. Let's not talk listen, about the listen. Bulls. Okay, yeah, let's not talk about it. The job suck. was to get into the playoffs. We did that. So oh, the job is to come on. We got job not was with to get this into team, the playoffs. I mean, if you run into the Celtics. What? If you run into the Celtics, it's, what? it's unfortunately You're gonna lose. It's I mean they don't have Rob Will, so we move. Nobody's scared of Vucevic, bro. Al Horford can lock Al Horford can do he can cause him fits. I'm not worried. Nobody can guard DeMar on the team. More Zach. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has DeMar averages thirty seven points on them in the regular season. You that's said that like you've seen Jalen Brown in the playoffs. We haven't really seen much. So relax. That's we haven't seen much. So relax on that. It's true. It's relax. True. It's true. Yeah, he's right. You, that's yeah, because they hold weren't. Hold your tongue on that. But Jason it, Tatum, correct. we've seen. Correct. Jason Tatum, we've seen. But relax on all right, the other let you guy. All say what gonna say. That's because they weren't trying like that in those games. They were literally bottom. No, they had no, to climb up. You're lying. They had to climb back up into the playoffs. Oh, wait, we're talking about the. Were we talking about in playoffs? We're talking about regular season. Regular season. That they weren't trying like that. You say interesting. They were at the bottom. Next segment is about the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, recently, they made it into the play-in. Oh, and because of that, a lot of Spurs fans came to the Pick Aside Pod Twitter. We're going back to an old tweet that we had put out, that I had put out saying the Spurs are going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. I even made a $200 bet with this dude named Eric. What was um, that? It was if the Spurs are going to be a bottom five team Damn. in the West. Yep. What are they right now? They're, I wouldn't they're, bet they're a playing that. team. I, no, no, I mean, if Lakers don't fold, we wouldn't be in this conversation. No, but I mean, even still, like with Pop, still active. I don't. I trust his basketball mind always. Listen, I would never bet against that. I did man. say that, unfortunately. I I'm would not, never bet against this, that. This is what I'll say, though. Of course, the Spurs have been better than I expected. And looking back at my evaluation, I don't think I was totally off base. I don't. Keldon Johnson. For I mean, Keldon like Johnson, that. I was off. He's That's been super efficient. It, I think he's been better as a playmaker too. Sometimes they they ask him to do some do some stuff off the dribble. Definitely improved. I didn't think Dejounte Murray was going to rise to an All Star player. Um, we called that. We called that. I like Dejounte, but I thought it was going to be a little bit of a step below. Not an All Star, but a step below. He's been there, and it's been their effort. I mean, all season long they're in these close games with some of the top teams in the West. Mm-hmm. You're right. The Greg Popovich effect. He has this team playing super hard. It's all the Lakers' fault, man. But at the same time, the Spurs fans came to our Twitter and were acting like they just won a championship because they made the play-in. They and didn't even they make are, the play-in. It's still decided on if they'll make the and play-in. And they are 10 plus 13, games. 13, 13 games and under are, 500. Okay, that's even worse. So they're, they're not even a good team, but this is their championship moment. And I'm here wondering why Spurs fans are so excited if they're ruining their chances of getting a top pick in the draft. Maybe they can still get it. But that being said, it helped that the Lakers got hurt. It helped that the Kings don't know what they're doing. It helped that Dame has missed the whole season for Portland and that the Thunder and the Rockets are blatantly tanking. There are teams at the West that aren't even trying. So I don't think it's that crazy. That I'm not, I'm not apologizing for nothing. The Spurs still suck. They're 13 games under 500. <laughs> it shouldn't even be a playing game for them. Like, I, like shout out to DeJounte. I don't think the Spurs suck. Uh, I, I mean, they have good pieces. Yeah, I mean, teams can have good pieces and still suck. You know, I think they 13 have, games on the 500, like, y'all say we suck. They, no, you guys stuff. legitimately are bad to watch. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The Spurs are fun to watch. I'll Spurs are very, yeah, they the are Spurs are competitive, and, and that's why I say they don't that. suck. They're a competitive loser. No, I mean, yo, I mean, look. No, you're right. No, I'm just coping look, right now. Like, early it's on hard when I was, processing. Sidebar, early on when I was talking about Devin Booker, early in his career, you guys were telling me he was playing losing basketball, right? They were 
but they were still I competitive. Didn't. I don't know why you say we. But they okay. I did. I will tell you right okay. now. I did. But they were still competitive every single game moron. with a with a loss You're margin a of less than five points f- that year. So with that being said, like even though they were losing, they were still competitive. So I can't say that team sucks if they're making you play your best game to beat them. That's fair. So you know what? I'm going to say the competitive losers. It's funny, but it's true. Unfortunately, yeah, it's 13 games under five. I don't think they should have a play in. I really, I think I tweeted like four or five days. I don't think the West should have a play in at all. Like, I think the eight teams are set at this point. There's no reason why a team. Selective play in from here on out. There's no reason why a team 13 games under 500 should have a chance to win a couple I games mean, and get in. They have been, a top five point guard, though. There's been teams in the what? The NBA. <laughs> DeJounte's not top five. Give me five better. It's literally um, five in the West. Uh, yes, Trey, I, yes, Staff, Trey is not better than DeJounte. John Moran. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're delusional. Trey's not better than DeJounte. He's trolling. He's trolling. He's trolling. He's trolling. Okay. Jesus, I'm going to corner. Glad River's the only person that knows me. Yeah, here, he, he's definitely trolling. That's insane. Like, come on. I, I, I don't think the Spurs, like, they've been competitive, but it's like, why make the playoffs? I mean, mm. I get the experience part, but they were just in a play last year. They lost. This year, they should have been trying to get a pick to kind of upstart. Or, you know their lottery, but one thing know, I was going to say: the Spurs this, feel a lot like the Raptors without Scotty Barnes. They, I mean, Ugh, I strongly disagree because they kind of have a Scotty. Who? Dejounte. No. Who? I mean, even though Kelvin's not a two-way, he he's that forward. He's, does he have the potential he's, he's like Scotty? No, but uh, no, because Scotty has like a, a good I think Toronto's starting five is is very solid. One of the better starting fives. I'm talking about. They both have competitive teams, but the Raptors have a piece that can potentially take them over the top yeah. in the next couple they, of years. Pascal Siakam still clears everyone. He's not going to take you anywhere as an own option. Toronto's I mean, competitive and the, they have they a number title. Yeah, but they don't have a number one right now. Was, I think he, he could win the championship with DeJounte Murray. I'll Larry him split time. As like the third option? Yeah. No. <laughs> Yo, stop. No, like now I'm not joking. Oh, what do you say? No, I think you can win a championship with DeJounte Murray. Oh yeah, as but, as like, but you need others, of course, not just like him and like nobody. Yeah, I think if he's on Boston, they have no, their it championship. Took him contenders. some time to get here, though. If like, the, this, like, if, if Dejounte's on Boston, their championship. No, but Dejounte walked in the league as one of the better defenders in the NBA. Like as soon as he was in the league, yeah. he was one of the better Ooh. defenders. If he was on the, Celtics, do you have Dejounte Murray on Boston? They, they, they win. are championship they contenders. Win. They probably win it but all. They're already championship contenders right yeah. now. Without yeah. Rob William, it's hard. But I think with Rob, you have to respect that. With, like, Rob, they're with, with Rob, they're like the fifth, fourth team for me. No, they're a liable chance. I they don't know, man. They've been the best team in the NBA. Since January. Which is a good amount of time right yeah, now. That's, that's the, the second option you think it would be I still be think they're like the Ooh. fourth, fifth best. DeJounte? Still, you know, you Milwaukee Suns. Suns As the second Rob best player on the team. Yeah. I would lean Boston I so. respectfully. Yeah, man. I don't see how you think. You think, in my opinion, Celtics would be three. A team with LeBron and DeJounte could win a championship? Not ridiculous. You're saying four, so I'm taking three. Is it ridiculous? It doesn't fit. I'm not DeJounte's just a two-way player. I mean, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he doesn't need to because he gets his spots. You're actually crazy for There's certain guys that can't shoot it. It's just because they don't get hurt. That's why. You know what I mean? Healthy? No. Exactly why I'm saying that, though. I'm saying who's better. But what do you think about the Spurs, though, in their future? You think that... They're kind of this, the problem getting is, into the plan for no reason because it's going to cost them a top pick. I mean, if they lose it, no. But the, the problem with the Spurs is they just they, they, they have Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is never going to settle for less than trying to win. So in that sense, he's always, no matter who's on the roster, going to try to make the playoffs because that's just how he is. That's how he's always been. So they're kind of in a position. I'm not saying fire Pop. You should never ever think about firing Pop. I think Pop should stay. But Pop has to understand. Eventually. Yeah, Pop has to understand. Is he going to realize this team needs to rebuild or... I'm going to keep trying to win games. They've already rebuilt, though. 
This is their rebuild. It's I don't the start think of that it though. They just they just they traded Demar last year. They I mean, were trying they, to win that year. When they traded Derek Kawhi, White they rebuilt. What do you not like about the Spurs? What do you mean? Like, I don't like that they don't I have feel any, like okay. I feel like I feel like their cloud the in here, yeah. like the cloud over the Spurs, is like dark. I don't know how you I can say just, the Spurs I'm, aren't a rebuilding team when most of their players are 24 years no, old. They, they are. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that this is their rebuild. I'm saying it is their rebuild team. I still think that it's still. I give. I give you an example. I look. I know, but but this is what I'm saying to clarify because Joel misinterpreted. I'm saying like. Why? Why does it feel like you guys don't have faith that the Spurs have a bright future? I'll say this. I look at um for me personally, like this is just for me. I look at Detroit, I look at Cleveland, I look at Toronto. Cade can be a superstar. Scotty Barnes can be a superstar. Evan Mobley can be a superstar. I look at San Antonio. There is not one person on that roster, and I'm a the biggest Dejounte Murray fan in the world. There's not one player on that roster that I believe can be a superstar. That's why. So and Greg you don't Popovich ever think DeJounte can grow into one? I, no, I don't think he can be a superstar. I think he's going to be an all-star player for a long time. I don't believe he can be a superstar. Why not? I don't think he has it in him. And who's has your the next vision. coach, too? He has the motor. He's he 25. DeJounte? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's nah, pretty, but this he's pretty much gonna like he's pretty that, much gonna be made said, a little. You said it like that was old though. No, I'm saying like we no, kind of no. I'm no, telling no, no, you, I'm with saying, them and, and young guys, when they finally really start going off, 25 is. is oh, old. I just think I think we kind of know like we kind of have an no, idea what Dejounte is gonna that. be at his peak. Like Cameron uh, Cameron Johnson for him doing what he's doing, they don't like him because he's 25. We don't like him. You specifically also. No, that you're misinterpreting that. It's not that we don't like the players. I'm exaggerating. But you act as if they're going to be superstars when we're like, they kind of already reached their peak. When, if DeJounte, you're 20, DeJounte hasn't reached his peak. I think, DeJounte DeJounte, hasn't I think we know peak. what DeJounte is going to be at this we point. We know what Cam is going to be too. See, that's the thing. I, I don't can't know what he's going to be. That. I can't say he, he could definitely go to a team and have higher volume, but he, we know what he is as a player. Now, what if he gets a tighter handle in two offseasons and becomes a shot creator? Now, do, do, we do we know what Desmond Bain is going to be? Do we know what Desmond Bain is a second year player. And Cameron Johnson's been in the league for but what? He's two, older. three. See, who cares? That matters. He's older. So, and Desmond Bain's already Desmond Bain's already better than Cam Johnson. I don't, you can make I don't, the argument I don't that disagree. you can make the argument that Cam Johnson's tenure with UNC helped him, like prepared him for the NBA better than it I, did. We can't frown Desmond upon players Bain staying into the in, in college longer because I want to see I that. I don't, more. but I just think that like plays into potential. So I mean. That didn't. That for one, this all came about because you think DeJounte is going to be a superstar. Yeah. No, I think I don't I think know. anybody no, 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 thinks DeJounte is going to be a superstar. Let's, let's clarify it. What I said was, I why think there's a ch- yeah. Why can't he be? There's a chance. Okay. I'm not saying that definitively in a couple years. So you think he'll be a top for everything? Hmm? You think he'll be a top ten player league? That's a superstar. Nah, no, stop, stop. Don't stop. say nothing. Well, top stop. fifteen is now. Don't, a don't don't let him drag that. Exactly. That's Thank you very okay, much. Okay, fine. Do you think he could be a top fifteen player league? No, no. He won't even be a top five. I'll point tell you guard what, top t- top you, twenty borderline because even let's say if Zion's not top fifteen, I still say Zion's, Zion's a superstar. Twenty one, all right. Years Zion's old. Zion's will be top top fifteen. He will be top no, ten. I'm just saying twenty seven. Like top years. twenty, you could still I'm debate that. Could be twenty five years old. Oh no, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Do you think Zion's gonna be a top ten player? He couldn't could be. be, bro. I think that's more liable than saying that Johnson can be a superstar. In year two, twenty seven. In year two, twenty seven. Zion's floor is the Johnson's ceiling. That's even. I don't and, even know and, about yeah, that. For real, that might no, be. You're right. Zion's right. floor might be better than Dejounte's ceiling. Honest to God, like not even trying to be funny. That's it might no. It might be. That's how you see it. Is can, I, can I don't Dejounte really Murray Zion's ever floor be, might be better than Dejounte's attic? Can Dejounte <laughs> Sky? Oh, oh yeah, trying to violate. <laughs> I love Dejounte, it's, but it's, we're not violating. We're comparing him to the best of the best. We kind of already know what Dejounte's going to be. Bro. Can he ever be, be better than John Morant? 
No. Hell, no. Especially, no, no, There's no, no way in hell. No, no. Just or Trey or but Luka. But all these top guys struggle against him. Because he, he's a lock. We know he's a lock-up defender. He, Nobody's to, his that, offense. That's why he, I think he can be like He's not a shooter. He's not a shooter. He can be a third guy. No, and his field goal percentage is butt. But he gets to his spots. He's though. not. He's not that guy. He, he's not he that has guy. The ability to get to his spots. He, he it's is all about he's, knocking you know down the like? shots. He's now. like Drew Holiday. He's not that guy you can build a championship team around. He's that guy where you plug in and he's the championship missing piece. That's Question, the guy. If he you is. put him on Milwaukee and switch him with Drew, are they still the same? Ooh, I think Drew's still a little more. I agree. And experience. I agree. That's the, wait, hold no. up. That's a perfect comp, though. I kind of feel like that is. A we kind of feel like DeJounte's going to be a Drew Holiday level player. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that's a, a valid comp. Why? Don't hate. Don't hate. Let's I would right that. I'll tell you what. Right? I'll tell you, I, but nah, but I'll tell you this. DeJounte's more athletic. He's a little bit better of a playmaker. Drew he can is rebound. sneaky athletic. He just doesn't yeah, no, use agreed. it. He's sneaky agreed. athletic. Agreed. I'm just saying, like quickness in terms of like being that yeah. twitchy type player. But and Drew's a better shooter. Better shooter. Better defender. But Drew's also 30s. Like but we 31. got into this for sure. We got into would be this better. tangent. Drew's a better defender by far. Like he's he's a better defender. Like he can guard. He can guard bigger guards better than bigger players. Bigger, Yo, better this... than Dejounte. He can. He can. You're putting this, I'm not a Dejounte fan, bro. I, I like I've watched a couple Spurs games this year, bro. And what I've seen from Dejounte, like Drew Holiday's getting put on Kevin Durant for games. Dejounte Murray's not doing that. Three, four years ago, no, he just got did it last year in the playoffs. Drew just did that, bro. Okay, I understand. Hold up, We're did he not? Bro, he gets cooked. I ain't gonna say yeah, like, I'm about to say, he like, he gets cooked. This is what I'm saying. On. We're he going on cooked. a tangent right now. <laughs> yeah, right, because right, because right, right, right. of Keith's word choice Seven of feet. he can be. But ultimately, you don't think he's going to be that. <laughs> That's why I'm kind of confused here because you're like defending the case, but. You don't think he's gonna be there? He, wants, nah, he, he can be he can in San Antonio. Be. He nah, wants to be. A, he wants to keep right, it bro. open. You can say discussion. yes. You think he can be? Just, you can be real. You bro, think, he, look at the smile on his face. You don't want to get destroyed. That's why. <laughs> Yo, bro. We I'm all just, been there, Keys. I'm you. just saying, bro. Keys like, is gonna wait for somebody to come, and I believe, and he's gonna be like, "See, I believe it too." Like, said it right to Rev. Like, yo, said it right to you. Like, yo, bro, look, see, I knew I was a wild. Exactly. It's okay, bro. I think he can be a lot of things can happen, but I wouldn't. I don't think they will. I think it's like a 20%. Sometimes chance. you got to say things with your chest and live with it later. Just do me a favor. Search up who's second in the league in triple doubles. It's probably DeJounte. Because you clearly the answer. He the def- way- nah, he's not even top two. Oh. Luka and Jokic are definitely over him. Top right, two. I you like- want to bet? <laughs> you just I told I bet me an 50. hour ago it's you're not a betting DeJounte man. It's probably because DeJounte Murray I bet you stat pads. That's you stop why. it, bro. You're not a betting man. You just told so, me you're not a betting man. I know. He would have just had to pay me. While Drew searches up, on to the next one. You would have just had to pay me. It would have just been free money. Of course it is. We're 13. Yep. It's true. And Jokic, Jokic at 18. 19. Jokic at 9. You looked it up before no, you got in here. No, I just knew this. <laughs> yeah, Jokic no. has 19. Murray has 13. Harden has 10. Westbrook has 10. You don't need the Doncic has 10. Yeah. I'm just saying, they were tired. How doesn't Luka have more? It's because DeJounte's stat pads. <laughs> no, he does not. Right. Every triple double I've seen DeJounte get was needed. So on to the next segment. Go ahead. We're going to talk about who's better or debate this between Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, and Scotty Barnes. It's not a rookie of the year debate, by the way. Okay. It's who is the better player. Now, Riv, I feel like you don't think this is the debate. I mean, you've where'd you get that feeling? You've from? blatantly disrespected Scotty Barnes time and time again. You have said that Kate <laughs> is the better player. There's no doubt about it. Not yet. I, and I put up a poll on my Twitter: Who's better between Kate and Scotty? It was ninety percent Kate, ten percent Scotty. Damn, really? Yeah. So I want to ask you: Who's the better player, and why? And why do you feel that way? And what's your disdain <laughs> towards Scotty Barnes? Uh, first of all, I don't have a disdain towards Scotty Barnes. I like Toronto. Toronto's a good city. 
I like the team. Do I think who do I think is the better player? I think it's Cade. I think it's been Cade for the past three, four months. I think it's been Cade since high school, since college. You know, since Montverde, it's been Cade nonstop. That's the biggest Cade fan in the planet, right? Yeah, and I and I think you know, like we can. You know, Cade is first in points, fifth in rebounds, second assist. Like, you, you watch Scotty Barnes, you watch Cade. Obviously, both of them have contributed all year for the teams. Both of them have been great acquisitions for the team. But I look just look at Cade, and I look at what he's done for Detroit. And it's hard. I, I don't want to say, like, I'm not going to tell you go watch Detroit games because they, they suck. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I'm going to say if you watch Detroit and you watch the way Cade controls the game, it's just like on a different type. Like, he looks so advanced in the way he just controls the operates the game. He's for me, he's the best. He's been the best scorer in his class. He's been the most clutch player in his class by the numbers. He's beaten all rookies by like twelve points in clutch scoring. He's been efficient, not efficient. Pardon me. He's been a great as a playmaker. He's been great as a secondary option. Any role Dwayne Casey put him in, he's been amazing at it. And especially late in the stretch, he's been great. He's not the defensive player. Scotty is. Scotty's otherworldly as a defender, versatility. But Kate ain't no slouch defensively. All ball, he's been good. I just think offensively, what he brings, the leadership, the intangibles, for me, that's why I go Kate. Tell you what, he's 100% right. And there's one stat here that, credit to Riv, I have to give my guys props. Through 59 career games, he has 1,012 points, 338 rebounds, 328 assists. The only other players to record at least 1,000, 320 rebounds, 320 assists through 59 career games, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Luka Doncic, Alvin Adams, and Oscar Robertson. I'll tell you what. This guy, Cade, is everything you can want in a franchise guy. And in a position where you look at it and, yes, teams are more – you look at Scotty, his team's more successful than Cade's. You look at Mobley, his team's more successful than Cade's. But there is no... These two players do not have the same responsibility that Cade Cunningham has on a night-in-night-out basis. Cade needs to do significantly more to give his team even a chance to be in a game. Playmaking, Cade's the best. Scoring, Cade's the best. Defensively, he's not the best, no doubt. But he's not a slouch defensively, no way, no how. Cade's a better playmaker than Josh Giddy. I'm saying we're oh, talking about, talking, we're talking about three things. Okay, I was talking about like rookies in general. Just, well, we were no, just we're, we were really yeah, knocking we're talking, down these. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was Mobley, it was Barnes, and it was Cade. Shooting the ball, Cade's the best shooter. Better than Wagner? Why no, we're talking these three. three. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry Better than Suggs? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Nah, come on. Don't do that to me. That's how he looked at me like that. You see how he looked at me? You're, you're a Better, Suggs guy? I'm a Suggs guy. I was a Suggs guy. It's, right, right. Listen, it's not too late, it's though. Not, you're not, listen, I'm still not out on Suggs. Better than Davion? Not out on Suggs. Me either. Go ahead, cut your point. But my whole point being is this guy has all the intangibles to be a superstar caliber player, and he's already showing it early on. I think that once you get the pieces around Kate, he's going to show you why he was deserving. And he's already showing why he's deserving of the number one pick, but he's going to show you on in in the sense of in the playoffs when it really matters. He's going to really highlight why he is that guy and why he's still the best rookie in this draft class. Go ahead. Sorry, before you uh, finish, games with 25, 5, and 5. Kate has seven. All rookies combined of seven. Just oh, bro, you can read that, that whole list because yeah, there's some insane, just, insane things here. Yeah, just lead that. I just wanted to throw It's that kind out of there. an unfair comparison because they have different roles. Scotty is a utility 100%. player on the Raptors who he's third, fourth option behind Pascal, behind Fred, behind OG when OG does play. On the Cavs, Mobley's the second option there, Darius Garland and him. And even then, I feel like if Mobley really decided to be assertive on offense, I don't think this is a debate. 
But because he's passive, this is the debate. Right. And Scotty, we haven't seen him in a role like Cade. Cade right now is one of the more double team players in the NBA. He's top team in double teams, top ten in double team percentage. As a wow. rookie, but you got to give Scotty his credit because offensively, As a the blemish. Really? As a rookie, because coming into the into the season, his his worry was that he's not this great offensive player, and he's put that to bed immediately. Scotty, yeah, he's not a great offensive player no, yet. I, Okay, semantics. He's re- he's better than advertised than what initially was the worry. I don't think so. He can't shoot. Whoa, I can't. The only can't. thing I the only thing I worried about him was shooting, and he can't shoot. He shoots, can hit the midi. Shoots twenty nine percent from three though. He got that midi down packed though. A little hey, huh. hey. Yeah, I, like my worries for Scotty was just offensive creation, That's, and he's done it, but yeah. he hasn't done it at a yeah crazy level. I understand. That's fair. For no. me, when okay. making my analysis on who's the best rookie, I just had to go by head to head. That's really it. Head-to-head games, who's been better against each other? You look at Mobley versus the Raptors. He's averaging 16 and 10 with 2.3 blocks. Mobley versus the Pistons, he averages 14, 9, 3 blocks, 52% from the field and 50% from three. Scotty Barnes plays the worst out of the three when they verse each other. Barnes versus the Cavs averages 15 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, shoots 45% from the field. Barnes versus the Pistons averages 13-8, shoots 42% from the field and 17% from three. And Cade keeps a steady clip at 16 and 16, 7, and 5 versus the Raptors, shoots 46%, 33% from three. But versus the Cavs, he averages 15, 7, and 7 and shoots 33% from the field and 33% from three. All around, I think Mobley has the better numbers. I do think Cade is the best rookie right now because of the responsibility he shoulders. But when I look at Cade, and this was my pre-draft comparison, and when I told it to you, you were you were kind of shocked. Cade reminds me a lot of Tatum, of Jason Tatum, and his game. He's a he's a far better playmaker than him, especially at this young age. To me, I view Cade more in the light of Tatum, where mm-hmm. I think Scotty can can become a Giannis level player. His ceiling like, is like, that, that high. That, that mic like, drop is crazy. You're the he said it and just his ceiling is that high. Giannis, Scotty, Scotty can be an heard, all NBA performer. That. Giannis, you heard that? Scotty can be an all NBA performer. Giannis, well, I mean, they're both all NBA. He Giannis can be an MVP. I don't want to hear anything. No, I've calling, ever said that was yeah, dumb. Yeah, no, calling ever. You understand now? I just need you to any player that. that's compared to Giannis is automatically being called an all time great player. You said Ben Simmons was Giannis. Every. <laughs> If Jan, no, Point the I, finger because I said I that if you were more aggressive. <laughs> I don't know where you. That was a great rebuttal. I'm not gonna lie. How is that a great rebuttal? You said I really Ben Simmons was Giannis that. in year six. That's like, that's, that's even worse. When did I say that? All I said was that Giannis epitomizes what Ben should do. Wait, can you explain? That what are you though? talking about, Scotty? If you compare any player to Giannis, you're saying that he can be a top twenty player all time. Not necessarily. That's, I mean, that's his. You're saying his ceiling no, is he, Giannis because he didn't compare his game. He said Giannis level. Oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's why I looked so at you. Saying, you heard it. Now. <laughs> you heard it. You don't, you don't like, think you don't think Scotty Barnes. You don't think Scotty Barnes' ceiling can be the best player on a championship team. No, 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 no. Giannis isn't just the best player on a championship. We're team. We're talking about he's arguably all the best time, player in the league. In order to be the best player on a championship team, you kind of have to be. Yeah, a top but you're, you're, so you're saying Scotty can be arguably the best player in the league if you're saying he's Giannis like. That's what you think. I mean, it depends. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't specify what year Giannis. <laughs> you know. So what, what year Giannis? You talking about? I mean, I can imagine Scotty Barnes averaging twenty thirteen. 
and like four, five. Oh, that's I mean, still that's the best not player in the championship. That's, and that's still not Giannis. That was Giannis. I need a different that player. Just give me a different player. You know, he's about Giannis player. year like three. No, no, that's exactly. Giannis his year. first year breaking out. Yeah, no, Giannis is first year breaking out. Is twenty two. Okay. 25 is it from 22? I hate when they do it. Oh, you no, said I hate when they do 2013 like, and 4. No, I said 25. Oh. 25? I think Scotty can average 25. Oh, at no, his peak. I what do you think Katie could do at his peak? Or like 27? I think 20, 20, 25 20? to 28 a game. I think so. I mean, I think obviously it sounds crazy because he's a rookie. I don't think Katie's the best scorer in the draft. What you got, Jalen Green? I mean, we were talking about these three. So, you know what I'm I saying? I mean, with Scotty, the skill set, with Scotty, the skill set is similar. They are both athletic freaks. I mean, Scotty's measurement scores, I mean, athletic composite score is at the top 1%. He's one of one as an athlete. Yeah. He can handle the ball very well for his size. He has a good floater game. He can finish around the basket. He's already one of the better defenders in the NBA. He's going to be an elite defender for years to come. And the jump shot is already more developed than Giannis at the same age. Like, I'm not saying Scotty Barnes is going to be Giannis, but... To to say that the comparison for him is that is not absurd. That was his. That no was disrespect. His, that no was his pre draft. That was his pre draft comparison. You know comp. who his gameplay reminds me of? No disrespect. Jersey, Kyle Anderson. I compared him to pre draft. I think Scotty's already exceeded that though. Not in terms of level. I'm talking about in terms of play. In mm. terms of play style, I I agree. That was my comparison for him before really? the draft. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was exactly my comparison. It was Draymond and Kyle Anderson. And now it's Giannis. Because yeah, like that's Yeah, because I mean you know, Riff, but that wasn't even comparison. That was saying, yo, I, I think Scotty I mean, Riff, on that you and level. I you and I before the season, when we did our projections for these rookies, mm-hmm. we thought Scotty Barnes' ceiling was 15, 5, and 5, like a Draymond. Yep. He's doing that as a rookie. Like Scotty Barnes has exceeded everybody's expectations. I don't think it's far off to say he can be the best player in this draft over Cade because of that defensive prowess. I see. I'm fine with you saying that he could be the best player in this draft. So, what do you think Cade Cunningham's ceiling is? I still don't see a superstar. Could, no, I'm, just, I'm just asking Drew. I just want to know what he thinks. He could be a top, top 20 ball player. Okay. So, if I think in the league right now. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Time. Not Come on. Time. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Me too. Come yeah, on, you, know, no. you thought he said all time, Because right? you know why? Because we were talking Scared about Giannis, me, him being so top 20. Think, no, Kate so could be top 20 so in the NBA easy. I think okay, Kate can actually be top 10. In, top I think, 20 is kind of like yeah, that's actually, underselling. Yeah, that's underselling. All right, fine. I mean, either way you shake it, he's going to be one of the best players in the NBA. So you think Scotty cannot reach that type of ceiling? I think Kate is going to be the best player in this draft, and... There's going to be seasons where maybe we debate it, but even still, I look at Cade and he has all the intangibles I need. So if you debate that, then that means if you're debating it back and forth, that means that you would have Scotty around that top 15 along with Again, Cade, there's going to them be being s- top 20 players. Fine. But you're trying to tell me that he's reaching Giannis. That's my only issue, King. The I have reason, no issue with reason, you saying that he's a great ball player, I mean, that he's that he's XYZ. You look, you look at the skill you're saying set. his ceiling Mobley? is Giannis. I think Mobley you're freaking me is, out. Anthony Davis, Chris Bosh's. I see Bosh. I see Bosh. They could be like top 10, top 15. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's Player? because I think what Drew's getting, what Drew's getting held back on is yes, and what you think yeah. is. Yeah, but yeah, the, the thing it. about it that's is it. that it sounds it sounds so off because Giannis has accomplished so much in his career. Yeah, it just sounds, at first, it sounds a little You're saying, say, And saying ceilings Giannis automatically, I take everything he's ever accomplished. You're telling me that he can accomplish as at, or yeah, around Giannis level. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, I never said he was going to be like a two-time MVP and a, a finals thing and like that. It's just but that's Giannis level. His, of play. his ceiling is 
he can be the best player on a championship team. So different player. And, give me a different player. Just give me anyone else. Just he's gonna be Scotty. And I could sit with that. Actually, I can't sit with. I'm gonna counter that with this question to you: What player in the NBA is similar to what Scotty brings athletically? The body, the stature, the skill set. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me either. Ben Simmons. Kaminga. I, I don't even see that. I don't see that. I don't see that. Think either one? I, no, I, Simmons I do. Yeah, for sure. What I about, do see What Simmons. about, uh, you said, wait, what'd you say? Athleticism? Athletic, body. athletic. So being 6'9 uh, with I thought, the long wingspan, your long I thought, strides. I, I, heard, I thought you just said athleticism. Because the, the only person that mirrors Scotty, I mean, is, is Giannis in terms of that athletic if athletic build and what they can do, their long strides, their long arms. That's what he mirrors him. I could see Ben Simmons a little bit. I think Jalen Green is the best scorer in the draft because you started breaking down like different aspects of the game. So you said playmaker, I'll give it to Cade, definitely. Um, defender, I'd probably say Evan Mobley. I think Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes has been consistently the best defender. I would say Mobley. He's kind of like generational. Right. Yeah, Mobley's um, been crazy defensive. What are the aspects of the game? Rebounding, probably Evan Mobley, right? Um, with all that said, playmaking Josh Giddy. Yeah. I, he can't score the way that that Cade does. Talking about playmaking, exactly. But you you've told me that they go that they <laughs> you take them together without or, without Shade Giddy average sixteen eight and eight, hmm? and even still, Cade's it's, averaging the most points out of rookies. He's averaging seventeen, and Giddy averaged sixteen eight and eight when he when was, he, in, the, was in a short sample. Size. No, no, it's actually a big enough sample size to see that he can do it at a consistent level. He dropped a twenty nine point triple double on the Knicks. I'm not saying that. I still, not awesome. I still think Cade is the best scorer. Yeah. In this draft. I mean, score, score, but we're talking about playmaking. Giddy's a better playmaker than yeah, Cade. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But after Giddy, it's Cade. I think Giddy is the best playmaker. Though. I like Davion Mitchell. I'll play. <laughs> I like Davion, but yeah, nah, he's, he's a backup point guard. Yeah. No. That's what he is. Scotty. Don't look at me like that. I'm not about to say he's an all star. He's just no, a good player. He's going to be a good I, NBA player. I think he could be a backup. I don't think nothing's wrong with being a backup point guard. Like, I've known you for years. You hiding that smile. Look, see, it just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with being a backup point guard, bro. I just think, uh, like, I don't know. Like, these three are so different, and it's the situations are really going to matter. They are really different. Scotty in Toronto, being able to play with Fred, being able to play with Pascal. He got Nick Nurse. That's going to be huge. Evan Mobley being able to have a point guard in Darius yeah. Garland. Like, Cade is the only one who hasn't really had that type of guidance in other like really he's good. Got, he's like, got Sadiq Bay and Marvin. Bagley. Yeah, who's he's learning with? Like they're they're learning with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I have a question for you, Red Talk nice. to me, boy. Because you scoffed at the Giannis thing, but you have repeatedly compared Pat Will to Kawhi because of his hands. Is a difference. I don't compare Pat Will and Kawhi games. I compare because if their games are, it, you can the games are similar too. Yeah, but I, that's not why I do. I call at it, least the looks of it, the yeah. aesthetic of it. I call it because the way he's built. He's kind of he's physically built like Kawhi. His hands are like Kawhi. That's but why we call him. The dude, like you can't even both, say that that Scotty's built like Kawhi. That like Giannis. He is built like Giannis. He's, he's like just four, not seven four, feet four, tall. Exactly. He's, 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 he's this, long the, arms. He was built like Giannis coming in. I'm not gonna lie, he not was. Bro, Scotty already looks like Giannis in year six as a rookie. Not. He does not. He does. He does not. Have you do you see Scotty? Have yeah. you seen the pictures of him? He's fake, swole, like, like Scotty. He's, what? He's a big Scotty six nine. Giannis. Giannis came in like Giannis came in like six eight. Year six. He said already like year six Giannis. That's it took, cat. Well, I mean, Scotty's twenty, so he hasn't gotten developed sure, into that. For sure. you know. He's got time, but, but he still, still he look, he already has an NBA body. Like yeah, he something does. that. 
players aspire was, to have. Yeah, he has an NBA he body. He had that in college. <laughs> he has an NBA body. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. in college, that was the thing about him. He had a great body already, NBA built, NBA ready. It was simple as that. 25, 13, and 6, you could see? I could see Scotty doing that. Okay. Especially learning on, in Toronto's development, bro. I could dig it. Do we not see that? I could dig it. With Toronto's development? I'm not going to say I was wrong about Suggs. But I was definitely wrong about him being. You just had him rookie year. Yeah, that was a nut take. Was it really though? No, it, he was. He's not. He might not make an all. He just all plays. Team. He plays. You no, know, he actually won't make an all rookie team. He will. He plays too fast and he plays too much. Like he needs to do everything. That's his problem. And he has no jump shot. None. Where did Sucks go? Kazaga, right? Yep. He was bugging that year, bro. He, he was eleven points. Bro, they won how many games? Hey, you said he was bugging. He was literally the focal point of that offense, though. How many points he averaged? I mean, bro, it's college basketball. We're I mean, about. Drew Timmy was the focal point, but I hear you. Drew Timmy's been the focal point for like two, three years now. Uh, he's he's pretty much a dog. Jalen Suggs made it go. Made what go? That whole team. Yeah, he was a point guard. Good, good point guard. Now look at him. He won't make he it. Was, he's great. Eric Bledsoe. He was great at Gonzaga. He was good. He was great. Prime Eric role. Bledsoe. Yo, I hate when you say shit like this. The Suns, Eric Bledsoe. He loves to say that. <laughs> he loves that Bledsoe, Jalen Suggs thing. Because you guys are going to see it like a couple years from now and be like, wow, he was so right about that. Or I'm going to see it from now and be like, yo, where's Joel? So I can go find him and tell him he was so wrong about that. <laughs> this is how I was right about Giddy, too. What about Giddy? You, you, told, you said he was going to be an all-star. He can be. He will definitely be uh, one. So we'll see. He I'm got gonna... a lot of Luka in this game, bro. <laughs> Playmaking-wise, he definitely does. I don't know. Kate is Luka, bro. Luka, Paul Pierce-like, bro. Fuck Kate it. is more Tatum than Luka. I don't even see that. I disagree. I yeah, like I see a lot of Paul Pierce and K game. I do bro. too. Like, yo, it's weird. Like, like the scoring, I see so just much. Just the way of, he attacks yeah, the game, like, I see that too. Like, but it's like his playmaking can't allow me to call him Paul Pierce. Yeah, the, his playmaking is just better. But I yeah, understand I, that's what why I say Luca Paul Pierce. Like yeah. I just, yeah. like Tatum. Tatum, I don't hate. I don't hate it. I, 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 I I'm gonna watch more. T- I don't know. I, don't, I see I, it. I, I, I like, see it. I don't know if I see it. I don't the thing with Tatum is that his post game is just so yeah. spectacular. I don't know if I'm Kate being... posts up a lot too. Now, yeah. I know, but it's really? just that Tatum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He does. I don't know if I'm being blind to see it or if I just can't. Maybe I just can't. It's because you have, you have a certain love image. and admiration. No, it's not that. You have a it's fixated that you, view. You have a view of Cade as a scorer plus playmaker, and right. you don't view Tatum as plus playmaker. Uh, so me, you're, do you I'm think viewing as a scoring sense. Huh? Do you think t- he's an average? He's one. been getting better as time's gone on, especially this season. He gets better season, at a lot of things. I need him to be consistent. He is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I need him Take to it be easy. consistent. Take it easy. I know you've been watching the NBA. Really. Exactly. Come on. What do you mean? He's been he, amazing. He hasn't this been year. consistent with his playmaking. Uh-huh. He okay. just got better. All right. he just got better. All right. That's a fact. All right. All right. I'm fine with that. What did he have this year? Four times? Five? Yeah, four. I he think. has to get better. I don't care about the. I want. To, I'm talking about eye test. He has to get consistent with it. He makes the right plays. And that he has been and the that fact in that itself, him and Jalen Brown have been able to split as well as they have as well. I mean, you guys like to you know you guys like to be nice. Those I, guys I like, make the right play. I like to see nice. it for a year stretch. They're not dot, they're not dot you up, guys. Don you're not, you up. You don't but like they to make the right you don't plays, like to though. project. You're not a projector. I really don't like. To I would project. love to see you project here and there. <laughs> so what do you want me to project? That? I really don't like. I don't to project, know. You just gotta, I don't like. I don't like projecting to, is guessing. I don't like to see something for two months and then say, "Oh, he can do it." Okay. Projecting so like is an it. educated guess. You can yeah. project certain things. I right. want to see you do that more. Can okay. you do that for me? Okay. All right. Sweet. Good looks. I like that. <laughs> okay. That's it. On to the last topic of the show. Four point four. Donovan Mitchell. Should he request out of Utah? Do you think it's time? What do you think is wrong with the Utah Jazz? They blew a twenty point lead to the Warriors. Mitchell was over four in the fourth. The Clippers had a 25-point comeback. 
win against them not too wrap to re, not too far off from now. Paul George. Sorry. Yeah. So what's <laughs> happening in Utah? What's happening with Donovan Mitchell? It feels like people are on both sides of the spectrum. They're either on Gobert's side, on Mitchell's side. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Utah right now. Well, let's, let's hear from you because, right, you have them going to the Western Conference Finals. You have Utah going to the WCF? <laughs> that's it. You know what? I realized that's what we got to start doing now as a collective. Call out call out these guys for their tickets. I did. They, I, do, did. Let's hear. I did. I did. I did. I, I don't shy away from Tell what me I said. Neither do I. Huh? Tell me you changed your mind. You know I can't change my mind. I would real, knock, my, real. Would knock my morals. You know that. Ah, come on. You know, don't play with them. I respect it. I respect that. I stand that. on that. So I, they are going to the WCF. But they're imploding. They're definitely imploding. And I don't think... One person, I don't think anybody should knock on Donovan's side or on Gobert's side. It should be on both of them, honestly. I think respect being as the stars of the team, being as the leaders, Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, I was watching the Warriors game. Donovan Mitchell misses Gobert a lot. Like, I looked at it. was this fun stat. I tweeted, like, two, three hours ago. Donovan Mitchell averages two passes per game to Rudy Gobert. Two. The game is 48 minutes. What are you passing him the ball for? I mean, if Rudy, go, if you get a screen and Rudy Gobert has Jordan Poole on you, yeah, I, you and he him has him sealed him under the, the basket. He had Clay Thompson sealed last game. He had, he's basket. having multiple. He's 7-3. I'm sorry. I'm scared what he's going to do with it. I don't, I don't. You have to make no. the right basketball play. Like you as a person. Like if, if I'm a 7-3 player and you pass me the ball down low, if I mess up, it's not your fault. It's literally not. You made the right basketball Gobert play. Gobert shoots 70% from the field this So year. it's like Donovan Mitchell, he misses them a lot. I don't know what their friction is, like it's, if it's beef or not, but the team is obviously imploding. Quinn Snyder seems like he he doesn't know what he's doing anymore, and can, he's a great coach. Can Spider win a championship there? No, nah, I think he should go to Miami. Then that's the answer. I mean, if Donovan Mitchell wants to win, he goes. And I think Rudy Gobert should go to Toronto. He, he just w- signed this contract, though. Like That's the thing that I mean, bothers listen, me. Listen, I think the Jazz situation is easy to dissect. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert don't like each other. It's yeah. as simple as that. I think Donovan doesn't like Rudy. What I don't think Rudy it? doesn't like Donovan. I think it's both. It was COVID. I think so, too. COVID started it. I think it's both. I mean, you. the reason why it's not even just Donovan. I think Jazz players don't connect with Rudy because he calls guys out all the time. Respect. He, he quoted. He got quoted what's saying this. What's wrong with that? I respect I'll it. say what's wrong with that in a bit. He oh, said, okay. we get disconnected, we stop playing, we lose the values of this team, which is moving the ball, Gobert said. And that really affects our defense. It's like everything flows, and then it flows the wrong way, and we get disconnected more and more. And then he said, we're a good basketball team, but we are not being as physical as we can be. It's, mm. a physical, it's a physical game, but we have to get to the point where we do that more to the other team than to us. Rudy Gobert, when he's saying they're not moving the ball, is talking about Donovan Mitchell. And, Don, and Donovan Mitchell in the post game when they lost to the Clippers, he said... All the finger pointing is childish, which means that he is directly responding to Gobert and saying, this guy keeps talking about our team. I think it's childish. The problem with Utah is that they don't have a leader. Rudy Gobert is too childish and too much of a loose personality to be a leader. The COVID incident alone proves that he's not a leader. And Donovan Mitchell is not, he's the one that's supposed to be holding people accountable. He's not doing that. He's just saying, we'll figure it out. Let's not point fingers. Let's not do this. He's not a leader. And I feel like we've gotten to the point that Donovan Mitchell has plateaued. He's plateaued as a player. And he's young, so it sounds insane. I don't trust in a 6-1 guard to be the best player on a championship team. Donovan Mitchell will never be the best player on a championship team Last year when Shaq said to Mitchell that 
he's not good enough to do it. He was 100% right. And the entire world overreacted to that statement because Mitchell succeeded so much as a rookie. And in his first couple of seasons, he has lifted the standard to what we expect from him. And I don't think he will ever get to a higher standard. He will never break those barriers because I don't view Donovan Mitchell as a top 10, barely cracking in the top 15 of best players in the NBA. I don't think he can be the best player on a championship team. That's why Utah has to move on from him. Him and Rudy Gobert are awful fits. And Miami, it sounds nice. It really does. But are you trading Jimmy? Are you replacing Jimmy with Donovan Mitchell? You know, how far does that really take them? Tyler Hero. I'm not sure. Does he go to the Knicks? The Knicks are the one rumored destination. What will Mitchell do in New York? What is he doing on <sighs> the Knicks? There's not many people that can go into New York right now with your current roster and is doing much. Mitchell, I feel like, I believe is plateaued. And I think Rudy Gobert, if both these players get traded, will have more team success in the future. I think Rudy Gobert goes to Dallas it makes the Mavericks a contender for real. I really don't understand how you can say Donovan has plateaued and when he's all he's ever done in the playoffs is get consistently get better, be that guy for them down the stretch, and his team is consistently it's too early to say plateau on him. I think if you then it hasn't resulted to anything. But I don't think that's a his and it's not fault. a direct correlation to him. It's really not. Perimeter defense definitely him. He's, he's somebody. That's I mean, the it, fairest it, point you could have. It, oh, That's I agree. It. I think pro- and the reason I say plateaued is because when he was he was behind Ben Simmons in Rookie of the Year voting, when he went on these awesome playoff runs and eliminated Westbrook, we held Mitchell to such a high standard. Shooting guards have passed him. We once didn't have Devin Booker over Mitchell. He's over him now. Zach Levine is a playoff run away from being over Mitchell now. Guys are starting to pass Donovan Mitchell. Devin Booker, Devin Booker has gotten past him because they've built a, gr- a pretty great team. Say with your chest out, Devin Booker. No, it's a fast shooting Devin guard. Booker has gotten past him because in NBA. Him. And I don't know, like that. That's just I don't know, like because not saying best he's plateaued is it does sound crazy, but can he be the best player on a championship team? Donovan Mitchell. I'll tell you this: I if so. Utah had better wing defenders, yeah. That Utah Jazz team could have gone you, to the finals. I'm yeah. you, if you put and how on, does that happen if you when put, Mitchell's getting paid that much? If you he's he's like, he's, if you can get him to Miami and they're able the to Suns. keep Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, their championship contenders in the East. But look, he's not the best player on a championship team at that point. I, he's I, better than Jimmy. He's I, just not the leader that Jimmy is. Donovan Mitchell is better than Jimmy Butler. I don't agree with he that. He just isn't the leader. I don't agree that with Jimmy that by is. an inch. I mean, it's a we could go back and forth. I mean, you're gonna look at Jimmy's like statistics, like threes. No, I wasn't even like, gonna look at. It. I just think but Donovan's like, a better. When it comes time to ball, like when it comes down to ball, what? Exactly. Nah, nah. go Donovan. I'm going However, Jimmy Butler. Defense. You don't want to win. And you don't want to win. Uh, you don't want to win. Who are you going with? Come time to ball. Mitchell is the better player, and that's because Butler is. is on a downtrend right now. And but Butler has proven he can be the best player that takes the team to the finals. And one thing we have to continue to remember, he's had five ankle sprains this season. Five ankle His sprains. His jump shot has is, been declining. No, but that's not. No, it's never been really great. Never been good. Barely good, honestly. Well, it was. He was an average shooter from three. in Chicago. Was in Chicago? He was an average shooter mm-hmm. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He was a good shooter. This. Uh, what I'm saying is that I don't view Donovan Mitchell as a superstar level player. I don't think he, he doesn't have the intangibles to be a leader either. 
And you mentioned that point about the Suns. The Suns got very fortunate with good management at the perfect time because they drafted Devin Booker. They drafted Mikael Bridges. They drafted Cameron Johnson. They drafted DeAndre Ayton. That's my point. Chris Paul came in. Utah Jazz don't have the luxury, I guess, of drafting that high yeah. in the draft year and year. Not out. anymore, at least. They have to find gems, and they they spent a second round pick on a Jared Butler I mean, when they it could have been. A, they did find it could have been a Herb Jones. Gobert was a gem. Mitchell, Mitchell was, was a gem. A gem. So no, essentially, some, he's a gem. They, they did find some gems. I, I just I don't. Know. I don't. I Mitchell just don't see. Pick, yeah, but he wasn't supposed to be that great, especially but year one. Mitchell is a player. Booker who, wasn't a lottery pick. No, he was. Okay, that's my point, though. Mitchell, Mitchell just no, made I, I mean, the okay. All-Star game for the Sorry, first boy. time last season. He's never been an All-NBA performer, I don't believe. He hasn't made an All-NBA team. You Devin Booker double, hasn't either, though. But he'll make it this year. But you can't. Just because they haven't done it don't mean they haven't played at that level. Yeah, but in one in one say. playoff run, Devin Booker has already accomplished more than Don Mitchell has. Devin Booker wasn't an All-NBA player last year? I don't mm-hmm. think so, no. Neither the one seed and the two seed. above him? They weren't, they weren't in, I don't think. I'll, I'll, Maybe I'll, Booker might have made it. But they both were one. Utah was one. Denver, uh, Phoenix was two. So Mitchell, no, he's a three-time All-Star, no All-NBAs. Well, it's just I, I worry about how far my team can go with Donovan Mitchell. I, I think, and in that case, I think he's plateaued because we've we had such a high roller coaster ride with Donovan Mitchell early in his career, and now it kind of just feels like it's stalemating. Yeah. The All-NBA team, first team, Giannis, Steph, Luka, Jokic, Kawhi. Second team was Joel Embiid, LeBron, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Julius Randle. Third team was Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, and Kyrie Irving. Makes no sense. Neither of those guys made it. So that's, I don't I don't know. I, Rudy I, did. Crazy. Do you think the Jazz blow it up and trade Rudy and Mitchell? The, I mean, if you want to. They're giving a lot of money to Gobert. Like a, an absurd amount. Send him over to Chicago, man. Send Rudy yeah, over here. Rudy would be yeah. crazy with Send y'all. Rudy over here, please. You know what I think Utah Yo. is missing? Just like wing stoppers. Ben Simmons? That's, That's it. all they're missing. If they would have drafted Herb Jones, they would have been good. Yeah. They needed to look at my draft board. So if they get wing stoppers, do you <laughs> think should've. Donovan can be the best player? Yes. It makes their chances significantly better. If you replaced Donovan Mitchell with Booker, they're in the same position. No. No. They go to the finals. Exactly. Who goes to the finals? Utah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you're bugging. You're bugging. Respectfully. I'm dead serious. Respectfully. No. Because then the same thing happens. Gobert's getting exposed. <laughs> you're dead serious? Yeah. Oh, why? Why? And no, why? All jokes w- no, but like, let's, let's go to the regular question. <laughs> I trust Devin Booker. Devin bro. Booker doesn't fix their problems, though. Yes, he does. How? Second in defensive rating amongst guards. Thank you. With Chris Paul. What was I saying last what? time I was up but here? But didn't you say defensive rating was this, a team? These stat? players. No, no, no. It Hold is, on. But Before it's, you answer it's that. It's flawed, but it's not bro, the, a This is what I was trying to say. I, I don't like no, that. No, but this is what go I was trying to say. Hold on. Before you go into it. These great offensive players that we give their praises on offense. Like who? Okay. Like one right there, Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Another one who's underrated defender, DeMar DeRozan. We don't give him credit. We don't give him credit. You hear the name. You hear the name, you go, what did you just say? Right. You hear the name and go, what did no, you no, say? No, no, I'm saying I watch games. What did you just say? DeMar DeRozan is, is an underrated defender. Yeah. I'm not saying he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. I'm not. I'm not. I don't even think he's... Uh, he makes guys work. Riv, you're telling me he doesn't? Uh, I, you know what? I can't call somebody a good defender if they take plays off. That, that makes no sense because so Kawhi, Kawhi's not a good defender. No, Kawhi's a good... Even Kawhi when has taken when multiple Kawhi, plays When Kawhi off. takes plays off, he's still a good defender. I'm talking about DeMar takes plays off, he becomes putrid. I can't do that. Yeah, because he has to turn that. around and be that guy. Nah, he doesn't have to be that guy. For y'all? 
He needs to be that guy. He can take some plays off on offense. He has no, Zach right there. No, he can. but he can literally how take many games offense. has Zach? So why missed? did they go get Demar? Obviously, to build that two man duo in the and regular more, season, correct. he can take plays off to, on offense and work on defense. He can do that. I want to know your guys' the, picks. Wait, no, I for, do want to. I do want to keep but, going on that point. If you replace Devin Booker with, I would like to. Mitchell, I feel like Chris Paul has benefited Devin misspoke. Booker so much. The Suns make the finals. Still, yes. But I agree. Mitchell worsens their defense and playmaking. Mitchell's not a good playmaker. The playmaking, 100%. That was Chris the only Paul thing I was going to say. That, no. Facts. So y'all, y'all really are, he's like, 6'1". So. He can't pass over defenses. Yeah, but I oh feel like y'all God. really are like not forgetting like forgetting that Chris Paul really benefits guys, bro. Like He really helps guys but get better. But the one better. thing we can say when Chris Paul was out, Booker really stepped up in the playmaking but, department. No, I, I understand that. But that's because Chris Paul was already there. He helped him in that Develop, department. For sure. In that development. I, I feel like Chris Paul, Mike Conley isn't that guy. Yeah. He's not a Chris He's Paul. Not. Chris Paul can definitely aid Donovan Mitchell. You send, you put Devin Booker on Utah. Their problems on the perimeter. Devin Booker is not a stopper. He's a good defender, but he's not a stopper. You're not telling Devin Booker, go stop this guy all game. And that's why Utah will still have a problem. Because I you want I want to finish that, with this though. Mm-hmm. For one, you're right about the wing defenders going to Utah, I'll but the poke holes in that. So crazy I don't. I don't think. I don't think a guy like Herb Jones changes Utah's trajectory too much. It doesn't. Like it, it helps a little bit. It helps a little bit. You're right. The thing about the Suns, they have the depth at the wing position defensively. I one person. Defender. One person can't change a unit. Four four guys potentially could. Let's just go under the assumption that they the definitely U- do. Let's go under the assumption that Utah Jazz, they will trade away Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert this summer. What's the best team fits for both those guys? I'll start with Donovan Mitchell for you. Rudy. For me, it's Miami. If he wants to win, if he and if they're able to keep Jimmy and Bam, I think that would be the spot where he can get a uh, he can be more competitive and possibly get to a championship. Man. You gonna say LA? No, we can't. We can't. Um I guess I want to say Dallas because he doesn't necessarily have to have the ball in his hands at all times. Him and Luka could feed off one another. You really add another scoring option to that squad. They really get nasty there. I feel like I guess Dallas, but I don't know what assets they would use to to acquire him. What What's so funny? No, I'm just laughing. You guys get ready for my answer? Yes. I think Donovan Mitchell's best landing spot, if they could somehow, would be Cleveland. You want two. Not one, yeah, but two, they, they six, have, three, and under guards exactly. in the backcourt. Sexton court. makes that tough. Okay, Damon, CJ. No, nah, but so, Sexton probably Sexton, be included this, in that this trade. Is this is what you... This no, is, okay, no, saying, but that's what I'm saying. He's... Uh, he, that, yeah. That's I, had to, I had to break this up. I had to break this down last time I was here for this Do guy. for me. Okay. Anytime you have a great scorer who's primary ball handler on yeah. the team, he is not going to flourish the way he will if he had somebody there to unlock him. Now, Mike Conley, you just told me, isn't that guy. Yep. But I guarantee you... Devin Booker's whole career, he was struggling with winning games because he didn't have a floor general or somebody to unlock him. Now, with that being said, if Donovan Mitchell went to a backcourt with a young floor general that can create his own shot, that's unlocking Donovan Mitchell to take away some of this offensive ability. That's that's why I say Dallas is a perfect option. I think you're forgetting the other side of the ball. You forgot that, didn't you? Not really, because Cleveland's a good defensive team and they make up for his, his defensive lapses. Who makes up for Garland? No, you got Mobley. You got Twin Towers down there. You got Allen and, and you and got Lori at the there. three, right? Yeah, uh, they really do play Lori at the three, which makes no sense, but they do it. I mean, I just think that's they too do small. Play a big lineup. I think that's too small. Now, nah, but you can have small guards if you have a. If you right have, now, they play Garland, Okora, yep. Lori, and Okora's then the Twin Towers. That's what I'm saying. That's look how big the lineup. That's why they suffocate you because they're so big. Okora's a good but, defender. But though. now you're plugging them no, out. Really and you're, good. And you're putting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But now you're putting in Darius Donovan. 
And lower your core is going to go. You're not who's going to guard that? Yeah, I'll be who's honest. Who are they going to guard? That's like, why facts, do we forget the other side facts. of the ball? Devin Booker's now a, a, not a liability. Like, he's a good defender. So now Chris Paul and Devin Booker are good defenders, bro. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, now they're both good defenders, so you can't really Thank pick you, on bro. one of them. You can't. But now you have Garland and Mitchell. Pick pick your poison. You do whatever you want to do. That's why I was like, ah, Cleveland. I don't, I don't think know. Mitchell is terrible defensively he's just small I feel, like Joel's, I feel like Joel's about to say something that contradicts what I just said <laughs> I think it's a long shot but it would be very fun to see Donovan Mitchell in Orlando all that, does that defense nothing. that does nothing hmm? with all that defense around like friends yeah I just Isaac. think a lineup like if you if you still believe in Suggs and Suggs Mitchell Franz Wendell if they get a chat could be very fun to watch right now they just need a go-to score they're a really good defensive team that team doesn't win more than 40 games they're a playoff team in the east for sure. They just all continue to get better? They'll have but I like pick. the Miami one, but I don't think he'd... I, I think Butler would have to go. I think Harrow's can go. Harrow, Robinson, facts. and then somebody else. Gobert and Golden State would be unfair. What the... F- we get... Uh, Yo, Gobert and Golden State would be unfair. <laughs> that That's why be, I think Rudy Gobert makes so much more teams, teams contenders. Or not, I think yeah, he makes the Mavericks contenders, contenders, the Bulls he makes contenders. Golden State, I mean, they're unfair at that point no, if he goes there. But who we have to give up, though? Moody, gone, Kaminga, probably. Kaminga, probably. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. As long as you don't touch pool. We have to touch somebody with money. So Wiggins. Toronto, Wiggins. if he goes to Toronto. I think Toronto. For Gobert, for me, is Toronto, no. Chicago. No. I like Chicago a lot. I don't think Chicago. I mean, I don't think Toronto has to make any changes. No, for Toronto, Hornets? look at that. Think about that five-man lineup. You don't. Th- you don't Ooh. think the Hornets are Rudy yes. Gobert away from taking that yes. next step? The who? The Hornets. Hornets. No. Yes, bro. But they no, need a big. You know desperately. But wouldn't it no. be the same thing as Utah? None Utah. of them play defense. Right. So it's like It'll Gobert's just. Right. Now I gotta help. But Lamelo's gonna pass you the ball. Yeah, that's true. Lamelo's going. I mean, offensively, but defensively, it's like what they he brings him from thirty to twenty eighth. Rudy can average like twenty and fifteen if he's with the point guard that passes. He averages twelve. He can average twenty. You think he can get twenty? If y'all got Rudy, I would be. Nah, I, I'm guessing. I think that if you want to win, so either y'all or Golden State. He doesn't average twelve. I know it's average fifteen. Really? Fifteen and fifteen gives me a twelve type of yeah. vibe. Rudy Gobert's fifteen and fifteen. Okay, mm-hmm. fifteen. Seventy percent from the field. Still Chicago. If he wants to win, Chicago is the vibe, bro. That's gonna do it for episode one hundred sixty-eight of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram Good and episode, on TikTok boys. at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire.